coming up on Just Elders Podcast. Episode 220. Let me tell y'all why this is a very nostalgic moment for me. But in the book, I talk about three key relationships to have is Casanova, man. 15 years. Yeah, man. That's dang. <laughs> yeah, not like how you do when you come in here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I saw, I saw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So what I do is I, I, sometimes I look at this time last year. You know what I'm saying? This time last year. What were we talking where, about? Where were we? What were we talking about? Right. Episode 160. Pause. What's that one line he said? They had a McDonald's in the coffee room. Shut <laughs> 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 Ain't nobody coming for Rasby. <laughs> <laughs> Long story short, I was on some Casamigos. <laughs> like, you're not going to say hip-hop without mentioning Bow Wow. Period. <laughs> Later on, I'm going to stomp your ass. <laughs> I don't regular dream. But, uh, What's a lucid dream? So, a lucid dream? dream? So, nah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That, that psychedelics revolutionized the ancient world. Like an addict, bro. <laughs> like, like an addict. Let me tell you about E. A nigga like me, man. Not <laughs> 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 awesome, man. Bro, it's all drugs. You know what I'm saying? Bro, I don't, bro. I don't think I done took with that honey. <laughs> <laughs> Learning with Mr. E. Chief Shady Officer. <laughs> it's Shady Saturday. <laughs> ready? Born ready. Y'all know what today is. If you're on YouTube, just rock with me for a second. But if you're in your car, vibe out. Let's go, let's go, let's go, Sadie Saturdays. Well, this shit hit different now. I know, right? <laughs> it's your favorite podcast, your favorite podcast. It's Shady Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, we're going to do a gel like this. What's up, family? You tuning to the Jay Podcast, the hottest podcast to ever hit the airwaves. Super excited. We're about to record the greatest episode we have ever recorded. I say it every time, and I mean it every single time. Episode 220. Let me tell you why this is a very nostalgic moment for me. If you go back to episode 20, that's when we were like, Keith, we getting it. What Was it episode 20 or like 22? I think it was 20. Around uh, 20. Yeah. So, and I was like, man, imagine when we get to episode 300. We said the episode 20, I remember. Because mm-hmm. we were 20 episodes in a row and I was excited. So, hey, episode 220. Sounds good. Feels good. Appreciate everybody that got us here. Thank you for all the fans. Thank you for all the listeners. Thank you for all the patronies. You know who you are. We love you. We appreciate you. 
Oh, you better start flooding that Patreon. They they about to get fed. Yeah, I don't even know. They about to get fed. Like for real, for real, double time. And it's like some some special clips. I'm gonna start putting on the Patreon too. Now, hey, look now when we put these clips on this Patreon, please don't share. Don't share, and don't judge us. Y'all fuck with us, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, definitely don't judge. But you don't judge us why? Because it's wet. <laughs> it's shady Saturdays. <laughs> <laughs> don't judge us. Thank you. Shout out to Cheddar, man. Yeah, man. Uh, our, you know, I gave him a title. He's the um, <laughs> he is the CSO of Just Elders Media, Chief Shady Officer. It's Shady Saturday. <laughs> he got a show today, man. So he on stage doing the thing. Only reason why he ain't here. Shout out to Cheddar Finney. Um, we do got something real sweet coming up for y'all in July. Um, that is exciting with that. But let's get right into it. Got a special guest today. First time on a podcast. Not first time in this studio. Not first time on this team. Y'all don't know, but this brother's behind the scene. He rocking with us all the time. Just a good, cool ass brother. Somebody that's down to support. Somebody that's always ready to learn. Somebody that's a friend of the community. Give it up for my friend, Joe. What it do, yeah? What's happening? Joe, what up, man? Man, I can't call it. I'm just so glad and honored that you said, hey, have a seat. Let's have a conversation. <laughs> Come from the back. Come from the back. <laughs> you know, one, let me tell you two reasons why mm-hmm. I want to do this. Number one. Isaiah better than you at the switcher. Okay, that's fair. Okay. That's fair. But too, I always thought you were behind the scenes. I I never knew you just, you know, I thought because you, you were Keith friend. That's what it is. I uh-huh. met you through Keith. That's fair. So I thought you was a Keith nigga. That's a good assumption. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Birds so, of a feather. Black. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. See, I mm-hmm. didn't know you was an E nigga. I mean, you, was a Keith nigga. <laughs> you know, just an eclectic nigga in general, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we got a whole big, big, yeah, big words this, this season, boy. Ostrich size. Now we got eclectic. I'm just, I got big shoes to feel because you know he hit us with the ostracize, and I felt like it was another vocabulary word last week too. He hit us with, yeah, you know, you know, you know, he don't hit them all the way, but he be that what I'm saying. He be trying, he be throwing them out there. I mean, you know, trying. you know, you know. That's so I'm just trying to. Fit in where I get in, you know. Joe, gotta have you on the pod. Where, where you from, Joe? Um, I'm originally from Douglasville. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're a Georgia boy. Yeah, good old Georgia boy. Oh, uh, that's what's up. What was it like growing up in Douglasville? Trash. Yeah, I didn't grow up in New Douglasville, where where niggas is going at now. I was about to say you was in Douglasville when oh. they still had trees. Oh and man, shit, man, right? listen, like when it was, was Arbor re- Place Mall there yet. I remember when they built Arbor Place Mall. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's it was good. good times. I mean, no, <laughs> nah, like, nah, it wasn't nothing good about it. it. wasn't nothing good about it. So I can identify with you when you say, you know, you grew up around white folks in Monroe. Yeah, 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 for sure. Oh, okay, you definitely can. You definitely yeah. can. Yeah, you went to school out there too. I went to school out there. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, the whole from like second grade, we actually moved from Decatur, so we moved from. Detroit. I was born in Detroit. And then we moved oh, from so Detroit. You were born in Detroit. I was born in Detroit, but just born there. But just born there. Yeah, okay. no, nah, yeah. Um, I don't have any memories pre Georgia. Gotcha. And then when you moved, you moved to Decatur. Decatur for like two years, and then to Douglasville. Douglasville. Uh huh. Yeah. Elementary Damn. school. It was a big culture shock. I remember that my first day of school out there. I remember coming in the house. My mom was like, "How was your first day?" And I was like, "Mama." 
where's all the people my color? Like I remember it was it was like it was like they put a nigga boy and a nigga girl in each class and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> a nigga boy and a nigga girl. <laughs> and that's it. So what about what about what was your you know, I always like to hear uh country nigga tra- Atlanta transition. What was your Atlanta transition as a country nigga? You know what I'm saying? It happened kind of early on, just because uh-huh. of the life that I had the, decided to live. Yeah. So it really wasn't. It. <laughs> I played. I played more knowledgeable than I actually was. So the transition wasn't that bad. And it, mm-hmm. like the outside on the inside, I was like, "Oh shit, what the fuck is this?" Mm-hmm. But on the outside, it was like, "Oh yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah I know about that." Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not like how you do when you come in here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I, I saw, I saw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> you know, I, you got to get yourself wiggle room. You know. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. Well, glad to have you on the pod, brother. I appreciate yeah. it. I appreciate it. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Keep one, you know, keep, you know, keep no high air. So keep mm-hmm. no really your brain, everybody. So he's like, yeah, Joe cool. Joe cool. I said, all right. Yeah, I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to get like you. Bring, bring. Nah, hey. Look fine to me. <laughs> Let's talk about it. You want to, yeah. oh yeah, you got your studio, man. Promote your studio to the people, man. You know? Uh, tap in studios. Tap in, tap in. Come fuck with me. Tap Dance Studios. Hey, West Midtown. Oh, he he actually stole one of our artists. <laughs> no, I, did, I did not. I did not I steal. Did. I did not steal. I did he not was, steal. He was a what free you, agent. What y'all really did was like, huh, nigga. Like, yeah. <laughs> What's so funny? I, it's funny you say that. Perfect segue. Because, you know, I like digging through the crates, right? We're on episode 220. Right. So what I do is I, I sometimes I look at this time last year. You know what I'm saying? This time last year. What were we talking about? Where where were we? What were we talking about? Episode 160. Pause. That's that's the episode. And to Corey and JJ was on the episode. I remember that. Oh, snap. We was in the Russell Center. We was in the Russell Center. That was like one of the first ones. Yeah. One of the the second, because I looked at the list. It was on like damn near three weeks in a row with us. That's right. kind of how, cause that's how they really got a podcast. Yeah. Cause okay. They kept, okay. Yeah. How, how was that? Like, how did y'all meet those youngins? Ah, oh, man. Elsa was a pleasure. Yeah. They are, they are my sons. Okay. Yeah, Elsa has a new line of wolves every year. They get jackets. You know what I'm saying? They have line names. <laughs> Kyle, what's your line name again? <laughs> no. <laughs> nah, uh, uh, honestly, through Black Man Lab. Okay, okay. Yeah, so Black Man Lab is uh where I met him, and you know I'm always, you know, for me, I be wanting to give what I wanted. You know what I'm saying? Sure, and sure. When I was when I was twenties, I was looking for an older nigga that do a little bit more. Sure, sure. Just, Give me some strategy. Just put me on, big bro. Yeah, mm-hmm. like give yeah, me some yeah, strategy. Yeah. Put me on. So every time I get excited when I see a young dude with like who got that personality, who right, got right, it, right. Mm-hmm. I be excited to rock with him. Like, bro, like, okay. what can we do? And um, young Wood, when I first got them together, I just challenged them to start a business together. I said, y'all, all four of y'all talented, all four of y'all hungry, all four of y'all need to make some type of money together, right? That was the challenge, mm-hmm. and because they never really figured out what they wanted to do, I said, "Let's try a podcast." 
Okay. So that's how the whole podcast thing got started. Okay. So, so how did that go and how did it end? Hey, tune in to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> now we recorded it and we actually, uh, we never put that up. Well, nah, cause we had uh, to edit it. But yeah. now, shit, we're going to be on Patreon. So I'm glad you asked that, Joe. Find out the answer on Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> we actually sat down with him. Yeah, we actually did sit this. We, we did a sat mm-hmm. down, sit down, and we just kind of said, you know, we're going to go our separate ways. But but if you, well, I feel we had, you got to see what episode number it was, but we talked about it because Calvin was on, mm-hmm. and JJ was on. We, we yeah, talked yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, we did an episode called What Happened to Them Boys. Yeah, What Happened to Them Boys. Oh, okay, 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 <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We did okay. that episode. But then there's, there's content on me and Keith. Uh, letting them go. We recorded that content. Like having a conversation on, you know. We did individually conversation with them, and then we had a, a group conversation in that room. Uh-huh. Well, we had our conversation, too, on, like, what we really wanted to do. Yeah, what was our vision for that? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I still, I'm still looking for them boys, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, if, see, if you see. out there, you want a pie, you're a young nigga that got it. Call me. It's Shady Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. so, so that was it. Was it was cool? I th- I think uh, hindsight. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had conversation with different ones. I think people are very clear on what their position was. Sure. So I think it's some people now that realize, yeah, I was I hate for it, but I really didn't want to do it. Sure. But then there's some people that act like they didn't want to do it. They want to do it. High e. They sure. over here tapped okay. in. You know okay. what I'm saying? Okay. Like, they tapped in. Now. Uh-huh. I see. So, and I think we also, man, I came from hard mentors, man. My mentor didn't give me shit. Like, they made you go and work for that shit. Yeah. Out the mud. Yeah. And I think we just gave it too easy. Okay. That's fair. And because of that, that's why when uh, JJ came to you, he was like, hey, I, I, see, I see what I had now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, we mm-hmm. let them walk into this versus mm-hmm. how we used to be. We had to figure it out, spend the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah. literally everything, if you want to be candid, like, you walk in, sit down, and talk, and leave, and get a podcast. Okay. We didn't have it. Yeah, Man, sure. We didn't even have video. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then, to even fast forward to where we're at now, and everything everything has been going on, and we'll probably have an episode where we talk about that once, you know, get everything gets settled and all that stuff. Um, like, just now, fast forward, I'm like, shit, we still kind of doing some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, we right, still right. learning skills. Like, it's yeah. not, ain't been a week yet that I haven't, like, learned something new in this podcast space. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it, like El just said, you have to want to do it. And I think if you watch, if you ever watch Making the Band, um, we handled it the same way. Like, we okay. know y'all talent, but we know we're the producers and this is how it needs to to go. Sure, you sure. You know what I'm saying? Now, you might have your own ideas, your own flow on how this might want to go. Mm-hmm. That's cool, but that's not how it's set up here. Okay. And I understand sometimes that could be a little frustrating too. Mm-hmm. So, all in all, you know, we're still looking for them boys, but we're still robbing them boys, though. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, on the pod. Hell, anytime, okay. anytime they want to get on the pod, they here. Okay. You know okay. And I'm talking to Corey today. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, they still my, they still my, I think they dope still, but that's the only reason why that didn't go no more. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. If you ever uh, want to start your own label and start signing your podcast, I'm going to let you know a process not to do. Okay. You got to make them work for it a little bit. 
That's fair. No, I, listen, I think there's some people who don't have to work for it. They'll just come right in and do what they, do what they need to do and see the opportunity. I just think that it's if you want to do it, you will do it one, and then two, you have, you have to have known what the opportunity is. Mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. think no man, nobody is starting any kind of business and then hit their face first and realize, okay, yeah, let me dust off. Yeah, this is how I'm gonna do it now. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, and you have to go through that. You I definitely have a few yeah. busted lips. Yeah, like <laughs> for sure, for sure. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And, and that's how that goes. Now the next step is after you bust your lip, can you come and you know humbly or however mm-hmm. you need to come and go forward, or you might want to go somewhere else. Yeah, sure. And then come back in a different capacity. Yeah. But as long as you know, ain't no hard feelings, and that's how we leave it. You okay. know what I'm saying? I, it's it's rare that we be done with a pod and it's hard feelings. You know what I'm saying? So, I got a question for y'all. At what point was it something significant that happened that you was like, you know what? I want a pod. And then at what point did you feel it necessary to bring Keith on? Uh, So, anybody listen to this pod, they know the story. I Mm -hmm. never wanted a pod. You didn't? Mm-mm. It was always key from the beginning. Yeah, I wanted I wanted to produce a podcast. I knew Eldridge had the voice for the podcast. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Kadif was uh, Keith was like uh, a nigga Anthony on uh, hustling flow. He said, work it out. That's it, work it out. Okay. See, because the beat come from the South. That's really where the music is. See, podcasting started in the South if you really think about it. (laughs) Okay. You know, you know. I had a shot of helping get the mic. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> I don't know. So, <laughs> thought you know. we had to smack a nigga after we gave him the pie. Like, man, listen to the pie. I'm gonna listen to it. And we find that shit in the trash. Like, oh, whoa. <laughs> that's the nigga up. So, all that shit, man. We've been through it all. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it, it was always like that. He, Elsa just came from the radio. So, I heard him on the radio. That's how I even found him just initially. Just you was on the radio? Yeah. WLK thirteen ninety news and talk. WLK thirteen ninety. The, the, the Prince, nigga. The Prince of W A L K man. Of W-A-L-K, so the kings, like, you were three kings of WLK man that crowned me. You know what I'm saying? Yep, yep. So then uh I heard him on some other shit. This one even on the pie shit and then uh ever since then though, we've always been rocking and then once I got into the radio and seeing where like okay, radio is going from here to there with the podcasting. Like, you should start a podcast. And then we had our own little shows and stuff. We were signing over there. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to get him to actually be signed over there. And I'm glad he didn't because he had the conviction that he was like, nah, I'll fuck with you. Like, you can produce my show, but I don't want to be signed to them. So I was like, all right, well, cool. We still going to rock, you know? So you so you heard, so you didn't know him at first? No, I mean, yeah, I didn't know him at first. I heard him on the radio. He threw an event, and mm-hmm. then I kept running into him at the events. Yeah. We, uh, long story short, we worked together with Spendify. Mm-hmm. I was one of the first disciples to come on with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he did another company, Vessel, <laughs> yeah. and then um, and then I got into the radio thing, and then we linked back up on the podcast and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, me and this nigga always stayed in contact since. We yeah, we always we always just work well, man. And Keith is just one of those people, man. I always tell people, you gotta, you gotta have a Keith 
Uh, now the in-house phrase is, you know, keep go get the biscuits. That's that's the in-house phrase, and that's something we we went in New York. There's <laughs> a story behind <laughs> that reflects Q. So I, I mean, I tell you, we in New York, and uh, we always uh, go to Harlem. I, don't, I typically stay with my cousin Harlem. She mm-hmm. right there on Convent Ave. But we on 125th and Lenox at the Popeyes, and they take it forever for the orders. And all we ordered was some biscuits. We just ordered some biscuits. That's all we wanted. They take it forever. I remember we were just sitting there, <clears throat> and Keith ran in the back and just got the biscuits. <laughs> he he said like running the back on some ghetto like, but he like literally went and talked to the manager, got name. Put manager stopped fucking with everybody else. And it was a restaurant full of people. I'm talking about the line was crazy. And we just came out with some fresh biscuits. We're like, damn. And what made us say Keith always get the biscuit, because the whole only reason why we was in New York is cause this nigga kept emailing the host, radio host of the show, Karen Hunter. Shout out my baby Karen Hunter, you know I love you. Serious XM. Yeah, Serious XM radio. And she interviewed us because Keith kept reaching out to her. So, like, Keith always been that person where he just go get it done. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And and he was always playing a support role. This was the first time where he came on as a lead leadership role. Mm-hmm. And I care, I'm like, bro, I'm trusting you. I don't know none of this. And Keith, his foresight and insight has led the innovation of this company. The whole, <clears throat> you ready? Born ready. That's literally episode zero, zero. I ain't tell him to cut that. Yeah. He just knew to cut it. I was like, bro, I'm gonna do the intro like this, and he was just like, "All right." <laughs> yeah, I, I always been like, kind of like how we talked about with Charlamagne and Andrew, yeah. where it's like at one point he was like, "Well, right, just just do that," you know what I'm saying? Right. And then we just ran with it, you know what I mean? And then the other part of it is matching that with Eldridge's conviction, and once he locks onto something, he don't let go. Mm-hmm. So then when he went to Africa a couple trips ago, nigga called me and was like. Hey man, we gonna do this podcast and shit. I'm gonna order this equipment. Man. <laughs> yeah, it, what it, what it was, it it like I always knew if I spoke, people listen, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like you know, speaking, being an entrepreneur with a business, and you speaking about your business, that's one thing. But saying you're just a podcaster, that's literally just saying you feel like your voice is important. You uh-huh. feel like your thoughts matter. You feel like okay. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Like, like podcasting is like the new rapping. Yeah. If, sure. I'm, if I'm very, very candid about it. Sure. I, and, and even in our journey, like yeah. I remember first starting out and just feeling like a mixtape rapper. Somebody please just listen to my music and let me figure out how to produce this music. Like just raw with it. Now mm-hmm. I feel like an independent artist where it's like, I might be building some tech nine shit or even some Toby young way shit. Like, yeah. Where you got to come fuck with us. We built everything in-house. Right. You see the progression. This ain't come from nobody signing us. No deals, no nothing. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? So it it kind of has some of that vibe to it, too. Where like, you have to be able to just grind through it and just know, nah, people listening. You know what I'm saying? Like, you see, we see the 25K and we're like, oh, damn, people fucking with it. You right. Hold on. I want to get this on camera. Hold on one second. And what up, bro? Man, I'm shit here recording my podcast. How you feeling, bro? Welcome to the Just Other Podcast. <laughs> yeah, man, I had to pick up. Look, I I see you doing a thing in Monroe, brother. R and P festival. You still doing the R and B festival in Monroe? Yeah, man. 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 Yeah, man.
Man, let me let me rock with you, bro. My uh, let my let me bring my media team down to uh support that. Sure. Uh just make sure we document it. I bring the cameras, photographers, videographers. It just on love. You show my real love. I'm trying to join the action. All right, look, I'm when I get out the pie, I'm gonna talk to you, but I definitely this this about to be lit, bro. Hey, look, when you said the fairground, niggas don't know, man. The fairground, that's a that's a, a sacred ground in Monroe. Hey, man, they motherfuckers, hey, man. You know, people tried to do this shit before, but, man, for some reason, they, they cut us a deal and everything on that motherfucker, man. Hey, say less. I'm going to call you back after I get finished recording, and we can lock it in. That's a bet. All right, well. Speaking of entrepreneur, that boy got a lot to deal in while talking about having something to say. Look, man, I took, <laughs> hey, Kat, Kat, didn't I tell you we were going to do that? So that's Aunt Dirty, man. So in Monroe, man, it's a couple of people that left Monroe and just turned up. Uh-huh. Aunt, one of those. You know what I'm saying? He a DJ. He be all over. He be killing it. But Aunt was also, he was popular in Monroe. Mm-hmm. I went. I wasn't never just popular in my yeah, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I was, you know, niggas knew you. Y'all was a big family. Big, fa- yeah. I had a big family. I all was the, cool. And all the sisters, niggas know the family with the sisters. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I went, I went like popular. Okay. Like Aunt was and, and it was to rob your ass back then too. You know what I'm saying? He's like, yeah, you, 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 you was a stick up kid, one way. Lay it down, lay it down, lay it down. I had one trial run. <laughs> I got that fourteen. Look, a seven day trial run. Like <laughs> I did not update to the premium shit. <laughs> <laughs> you put your real card number in there. <laughs> so, uh, but now nah, he was just always one of them dudes that just he stayed the man of Monroe. So he put up on thing. He was like, "Yo, I'm about to do an R&B festival in Monroe, the fairground." Mm-hmm. And then he said, "If I did it, would y'all be down?" So everybody was like, "Yeah, I'm down, I'm down, I'm down." So I hit him. I like, "Shit, I'd be down to get down with that." And um, next thing you know, he had put another post that hey, it's locked in July 22nd. So, so it's an R&B festival. Who's gonna be there? I, don't know. I think I don't know. I think it's probably gonna be kind of like uh, the Groove. Here in Atlanta. Okay, okay, okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I know you're I talking about right there on 10th Street. Yeah, it's going to uh-huh. be one of those vibes where they just kind of. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. going to be this month or next month? July. Yeah. Oh, damn. So that's three yeah. weeks. Yeah, it's coming up. Damn, okay. So, you know, but also I've been trying to creep back to Monroe too. Yeah. Like, because I told you a lot of these new boys don't know me in Monroe. Okay. So it's like one of my way, this is one of my ways to come back to the city, mm-hmm. you know, in an official manner. Have a good time. And then also, strategically, I wanted to vlog anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it makes sense if I'm vlogging, if I also got multiple cameras right, shooting the ass. Right, right, head. right. So right. now I get to be on the stage and do it. You know, come on. Make it make sense. Two make birds. T- two birds. Two birds. <clears throat> but, That's what's up. That's what's up. Man, uh, I don't know about what we're saying, man. Um, yeah, Keith just always been one of them people that help you execute it, bro. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he actually made me believe in my voice even more. Mm. Like, you know, somebody that just really can hear it before you can hear it. Sure, sure, sure. Like, uh, Keith heard it and, uh, it, it piped me up. You know what I'm saying? And even now we go into another level of it, right? Uh, pushing me even further, right? Mm-hmm. To even put more of my thought process out there, more of my, uh, beliefs out there on the mic. So, like you said, this shit like being a rapper, bro. 
Okay. Like, because it ain't no clear pathway of what success looks like. Right. You got a few people that done did it and winning. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of people that started and quit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's nobody believe it until they see it and they see you winning. That's fair. Like, mm-hmm. you can't believe how many people hit my DM after they see me on stage with Ryan Cameron. Right. I've been knowing Ryan Cameron since before I started the podcast. Right. You know what I'm saying? Been a friend yeah. since before the podcast. And, you yeah. know, I just, you know how niggas is. They just got to see it. Yeah. That's how it is. For sure. I mean, even with Ryan, uh, speaking of that, like, he said it himself. Like, you don't even know who's watching you as you're building. So, yeah, right. he probably seen Eldridge in the hallways, kept tabs on E, and now he sees, oh, damn, he's podcasting and he's consistent. Right. Now he's on episode 200. Let me show the young boy some love. And that's all we be looking for. You know what I'm saying? Some mm-hmm. OGs who see what we doing, see that we working and rocking. You know, just give us some gems. Help us along the way, you know, which full circle. That's what he did with the Wolves. Ah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you always got to, you got to always be that flow, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my first book is uh, Become Made, How to Live a Good Life by Building Great Relationships. Mm-hmm. But in the book, I talk about three key relationships to have is the relationship with a mentor, relationship with a peer, mm-hmm. and the relationship with an apprentice. Mm-hmm. And you got to have a balance. You can't have too many mentors and no peers or no apprentices because it feel like you're a taker. Mm-hmm. Right? You can't have too many peers with no mentors because it's like nobody's expiring you to grow because y'all on the same level. Right. And you can't have too many apprentices with that, with, without peers and mentors because you the biggest fish in the pond. Right. You got to have a balance in that. Right, right, right. So I've always, <clears throat> because I got so many mentors, I've always consciously looked to have some young brothers around me that I could pour game into while I'm pulling game from the top. Mm-hmm. So that's how the young wolves and how that even started. That's mm. how it started. Okay. Okay. Yeah, That's man. fine. But um, <clears throat> speaking of rappers, um, <laughs> in the headlines, Casanova, man, 15 years. Yeah, man. That's Dang. that's weird. For racketeering and uh, what, drug charges? Mm. Yeah. That kind of uh, encompasses a lot. Yeah, yeah. Like, one, let me just say, they not playing with rappers right now mm. in, in 2023. Because you said, no. uh, what's the name? Uh, who got got? Uh, Quando Rondo got got too. Yeah, we're going to get his charges next. <clears throat> but like with, with Casanova, I feel like that that uh, case has been going on for at least two two years now. Yeah. Like he's been, he's been, because um, not just him, they got Sue Surf, you know, yeah, uh, Budden podcast. Like they all got mixed up in all that. Um, damn, who was the, who is, was is it state or is it federal? Mm-hmm. Well, senior received 188 months or 15 years behind bars from U.S. District Judge Philip P. Halpern. The it's rapper was accused of a shooting in Florida on July 5th of 2020, a robbery in New York City on August 5th of 2018, and conspiracy to traffic over 100 kilograms of marijuana. U.S. Attorney Damian Williams said in a press release, Caswell Sr. is not just a notorious recording artist, but he is also a high-profile leader of a vicious street gang and a magnet for gang violence. At a crowded Miami house party, Sr. personally fired a gun that seriously injured and could have killed a victim, inciting a shootout. Further, Sr.'s stature in the community was central to Gorilla Stone's successful recruitment and nationwide expansion. Today's sentencing, along with the other significant sentences that have been imposed in this case, shows once again that gang life is not worth it and will lead to many years in prison. Casanova 
is the 12th defendant in the Gorilla Stone case to have been sentenced. Five more defendants have already pleaded guilty and are awaiting sentencing. So what are your thoughts on Casanova being sentenced to... Damn. I don't know, Charlotte. So 15 years for a robbery... He uh, shot somebody. Shooting that didn't, nobody died in 100 pounds of marijuana. You got 15 years fed time? <laughs> that don't sound that too don't sound, that don't sound. That don't sound too P. Yeah. <laughs> or it do sound too, like too P. Peter. Too, yeah. <laughs> too Peter on that one. I don't know. That sounds a little funny. You saying he got off easy? Or yeah, he got off easy. Yeah, as I'm, about, I'm about to say, I like, yeah, I'm about, I'm about to say that. That 15, don't sound bad. Because 15 years. <laughs> And you already did two, so you probably get some time served. He ain't gonna do the full fifteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, it's, a lot of, it's federal charges. Yeah. In the feds, you do like ninety percent of your time. Mm. So if he get out on parole, he not gonna get on on parole until like fourteen Look. years and two months. Look, he did, mm-hmm. he did shoot somebody. Maybe he a gunner. I mean, it gotta be nigga, seventeen people, seventeen co defendants on the yeah, fucking facts, case. Facts, facts. And you're and you're the high profile rapper. Yeah, facts. And, and See, in speaking of Gunner, in this case, clearly it had to be some conversations going on. For sure. niggas was like, all right, Cass, this this the charge you're going to take. You know what I'm saying? Like, Facts. We, we don't care if you dime out because we need you out. So who's going to get the list amount of time and get back to the bread? It's going to be casting over. See, Gunner, I, like Gunner said in the music, he just didn't know. Didn't nobody talk to him. <laughs> I mean, did nobody say shit to him? <laughs> he had his own lawyer. And they're like, man, yeah, just listen. What's that just one, go in here, talk to the judge. Line, what's that one line he said? They had a McDonald's in the covering room. Shut up. Oh, man. When that McDonald's come out, boy, it's a goddamn rap. Is that a Big Mac? Is that the Sprite? Oh. So yeah, so I mean that's crazy. And the other story that was crazy too, though. But I don't know how much I believe now. Now that I see how it's all coming down, I don't believe that he got cut in the face, like for disowning for denouncing the gang. I think that was just a story. Oh, you know they tried to say he had got uh, cut across the face while he was in jail for denouncing the gang. Who oh, Casanova? Casanova? Yeah, that's what, that's what they said. It was a rumor. That's what they said. Nah, they they knew he was probably telling. Yeah, but like, like Rico, a, Rico, a federal Rico charge is not light. Either, at all. either probably telling or probably setting it up to look like, look, I'm leaving these niggas alone. You know what I'm saying? Let me get back out because he is the money. At the end of the day, he's the money, yeah. and I'm still trying to figure out how these niggas be getting caught up. Like N- nigga, nigga, being a real nigga and t- saying what the fuck they did on them records. That's how the but, fuck they but get I'm caught saying, up. Like what happened to the shooters? Like what happened to like. They go point and be like, get him. Like, what what happened to the get him nigga? Apparently. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it don't, it doesn't, you, it just don't work like that no more. That's what I'm saying. It don't work like that no more. You gotta do your own dirt. And then, you got um, to. Uh, Quando Rondo, he got locked up down in Savannah on some, uh, I don't even know what kind of charges. Played a key role in a judge's decision to grant Savannah rapper Quando Rondo bond. We oh, turn we now to bond. WJCL 22 News' Nakaya Carrero, who breaks down the letter for us. 
In my hand is the letter from an Atlantic Records official vouching for the rapper Quando Rondo, whose real name is Taekwon Bowman, to be released from jail. In one part of the letter, it reads, Mr. Bowman is one of our most important signings in recent years. The letter was written by Lon Ray Gabba, who is the co-president of Black Music for Atlantic Records. Black Music? He off his professional <laughs> accomplishments like his debut album hitting 22 on the Billboard chart, saying Atlantic Records has always been and continues to be confident that Mr. Bowman is only at the start of an incredibly long and promising career. Oh, that's an NBA young boy, his ass. also states that Bowman is financially responsible for his family and lists his contributions to the Savannah community. Community, like a free shoe giveaway at the Hibbit Sports and providing uniforms to the Savannah Eagles. That way I do that community service, boy, early. <laughs> In the letter, Gabba states, we understand that Mr. Bowman is not to be viewed any differently than any other offender in a criminal case. However, it is important to note that Mr. Bowman has the benefit of a strong support system to provide him with the resources and tools he needs to stay on a positive, productive course should he be released. Now, this letter was presented to Judge Tammy Stokes during his bond hearing last Friday. As of now, there is no word yet on the next court date. Reporting in Chatham County, Nakaya Carrero, WJCL 22 News. I gotta find what he was indicted for. Hold on, because they just let this nigga go <laughs> off of Atlantic Record. After he was arrested in a sweeping indictment. WJCL's Nakaya Carrero is joining us live this morning. And, and Nakaya, what can you tell us oh, about he's this case? Get off. Emma, in my hand is the 17 page. They're bigger everything in her hands, boy. Laying out the charges <laughs> against Quando Rondo and 18 she others. She got all the documents. They are facing this morning. The rapper whose real name is Ty Quinn Bowman is accused of being the leader of the Rolling 60s gang here in Savannah. He's also Shit. accused of distributing drugs. The indictment says he drove to Macon to pay a supplier for marijuana. Damn. We want to remind you, a new Georgia law is cracking down on gang involvement. It adds a mandatory five-year prison sentence for Ooh. anyone convicted of a gang crime Damn. and 10 years for those convicted of recruiting minors into a gang. Damn, Damn. I wonder they'll do the KKK like that. But um No. <laughs> and you know they you know I also got caught bullshit because them folks always be saying they got somebody cause they on social media on music. They ain't nobody coming for Rasby. <laughs> ain't nobody, man. I'm talking about this nigga screaming. Rolling six and Crip, cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did say he was rolling six, man. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Right? And he retracted it also. Blood. I have blood, blood nigga. I'm a nigga Crip, nigga. Six oh Crip, nigga. Blood. I have what you talking about, nigga? What are you talking about? You want to show off for the cameras, nigga? Get your ass over here and talk, nigga. You know, it's been a lot going on tour. <laughs> that nigga said six oh Crip, nigga. <laughs> But you know he retracted it. Yeah, I saw that. He retracted that yeah, shit. So he was like, "Hey, I just want to let y'all know, it's TV." No, no, no the Casamigos got me. Yo, what's up, everybody? Rasby tapping in. Just saw the episode. I feel some things were took out of context. Oh Took out of context. I grew up in multiple different neighborhoods, and I respect all walks of life. Long story short, I was on some Casamigos. <laughs> <laughs> bad boy show definitely challenges your your character. These little bad boys turn them up, boy. I tell you. 
Casamigos <laughs> every time. That nigga said <laughs> some things that took it out of context. Nigga, nigga what? You what? said six zero crip, nigga. What? You you indicted with Quando Rondo, nigga. Facts. <laughs> he said I came I came from many different neighborhoods. But many yeah, all, different all these neighborhoods. uh, all these gang indictments, niggas is snitching, bro. Eighteen niggas get swept up with you. Somebody's telling. Somebody's telling. Nobody's that solid. You know, like, like I said, they pick up eighteen rappers. Fifteen of them gonna come out singers. I'm see. The, the, <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, that, that's how it goes. I'm telling you, like every, everybody should. That that's why for me, I'm Dave Chappelle on these niggas. I tell it straight up. I'm telling. <laughs> but, I'm telling. But if you if you live a regular civilian life, that's not telling. Exactly. That is not telling. It's only telling if you a part of it. Yeah, well, that's why I don't be a part of it because I'm. I ain't going to jail. I ain't going to jail at all. Fuck that. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, mean, I told y'all I had a little seven day trial to run. <laughs> uh-uh, I mean, mean, like you say, if you if you're not doing no dirt. You shouldn't go. Now, if you're doing some dirt, you got to just hold that shit. Facts. Nah, so I, I do want to say this. I, I I think they are DAs across the country are setting precedents that, you know, if you on this rapping shit, we coming for It's an easy win for them. They it need is. to win. So they coming for you. So whether you living this or you not, probably need to be easy on this uh street gang life shit in your music. It's a, it's a, it's a lose-lose because that's what sells. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna be real. This don't look good for uh thug. Let me tell you why. Thug is the face. He's the billboard face of DAs against gangs, DAs against rap gang shit. And based off what they get, thug is gonna set precedent for the industry all over. Maybe, but I think some of that the industry be planting that shit. Like they they want it to go that way. Like look at NBA YoungBoy, he was kind of caught up in the same shit Quan Rondo was caught up in. Mm-hmm. Had the same kind of situation with the labels. Like hey, look, we're gonna take care of him. Even move that nigga to where Montana, some mm-hmm. shit like that. Mm-hmm. Had him spaced out by himself, mm-hmm. focusing on music. But back to what Kanye said. The reason why the industry choose those type of niggas, because at any given time, mm-hmm. if your statute of limitation ain't up, mm-hmm. nigga will serve you right back the fuck up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So a nigga like Casanova who's out here rapping thinking that he's free, mm-hmm. nigga, that shit was hanging over your head the whole, the whole fucking time. time. Young thug, that shit was hanging over your head the whole time. That's why we can't goddamn, that's why we promote your music and sign you and put you out there because at any given time, we'll lock you up. And then you're more, it's like a, a dead artist. Art is more valuable when you're uh, when you make it exclusive. Yeah. So if you're dead or if you're locked, you're locked up, up, it makes it more exclusive. Yeah. The stream is going to go up. Hell, I didn't even know he put out two albums. Metro Boomin did a whole remix of Thug Album. Oh, he did? Yeah, yeah like that's streaming now. Like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I listened to something on the way over. I was like, damn, it's, it's better than the first one. So they're putting money into all this. Yeah, some people are saying ain't no skips on the album. They love it. You know, it's art. And that's and that's why they treat the artists like that because you're more valuable to me. And then if you out here doing stupid shit uh, about to fuck up the money, yeah, go sit down in jail. We'll sit you down yeah. for a little minute. You know what I'm saying? Hell, they set Little Wayne down for a little minute. Yeah, I yeah. remember that. I think I think once once rappers start to get too influential, that's when they typically try to pull the plug because you can't have too many you can't have too many Jay Z's out here. 
Well, that's that's a that's a because look at look at look at who that, all he that, put on. That's what I'm saying. It's the opposite. It's not influential. We're going to promote the niggas who ain't influential. Like Thug mm. got Thug has some influence, but he's not changing minds and pushing a whole culture forward. He's uh, influencing the bullshit. He's he's affirming the system already. Mm. So what we, you mean? Like meaning the system we want we want you getting locked up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We don't mind you going to jail. We don't mind you getting killed. Mm-hmm. So if you are promoting that, you're affirming the system. So that, I'm going to let you do it. When you stop affirming the system, right, when your music does not reflect anything that is promoting this lifestyle that is helping all the other ecosystems go, that's when we can get you up out of here. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy y'all want to say about Kanye. He still ain't wavered from his beginning. I ain't rapping about... uh. Guns and violence. That nigga mm-hmm. still rapping about the same shit since college dropout. That's fair. Kanye ain't changed nothing. Yeah, yeah. So hell yeah, we want him up out of here. And like Kanye said, the reason why the industry picked them niggas is because I got something on y'all. You know what I'm saying? That's fair. I just look at it from the perspective of like, if you watch Thug behind the sc- behind the scenes career, it's. It definitely mirrors Gucci. He yeah. was the next Gucci. Look Gucci at look. had to sit down too. That's what I'm saying because he got too much. And he Gucci started to get too much juice. No, and and Gucci started changing his mind. Gucci started being and high. they cloned that nigga. <laughs> I can believe that because <laughs> I mean because I mean the Gucci walking around now is not the Gucci that was throwing bitches out the Hummer on Candler Road, bro. That's just a that's just same, a fact. Same Gucci man. They got them break you down in jail. They listen. You want to keep this money going? You want to keep and Gucci did not learn how to like separate himself from it. He can just rap about it and get all these hell. Everybody on that nigga labels locked up. Damn near. Like who who on ten seventeen still out? Fujiano locked up. The yeah. other nigga locked up. Like, bro, all yeah. these niggas is locked up, bro. Like, Gucci know what he doing with that shit. You know what I'm saying? It, it's just like like we're saying they're only promoting the artists who have nothing to say and who aren't changing their minds. And that's why Bow Wow said what he said. That's yeah. why all the music sound the fucking same. Yeah, Bow Wow. Uh, he was just recently on a red carpet. It, it was a classic case. It was a, I'm going to let you play it, but it's a classic case of right message, wrong messenger. <laughs> Although it's a right messenger for me because I'm a Bow Wow fan, but like, play the, play the clip. That was an AI clip. Uh, <clears throat> so, well, Bow Wow's on red carpet, and the girl says, so who you liking right now? And he's like, all this shit sound the same. I ain't liking none of this. He said, ain't everybody sound the same? Ain't nobody making nothing I'm going to listen to 30 years from now. Right. That's fair. And uh, and then at the end, she was like, you don't like nobody? He was like Drake, Kendrick Cole. Uh, those three that he said he liked. But people were going in because it's Bow Wow, right? Yeah. Bow, yeah. Bow Wow, as of late, nah, he ain't made nothing. But niggas be really trying to sleep on how big of a superstar Bow Wow bro, was. Bow Wow was, was slick the first Justin Bieber, for real, for real. Nigga, if you want to talk about it. He was <laughs> for sure, for sure. He was, bro. He had, he had an endorsement from JD, an endorsement from Snoop. This man had the hottest features. He had the hottest rappers. Facts. Exhibit on his shit. We nigga, nigga. We used lines. I know I did. I used Bow Wow lines at that age. 
to get some of these girls. Man, for sure, say, for sure. Let me hold, hold you. you. <laughs> Come on, baby. And I broke it down. I said, because they, they had this meme. They were like, who, what rapper would you uh, throw away? And oh, yeah, I saw he, that. Yeah, and I was like, bro, he's the only person on here that gave us a Luther sample. Come yeah, on, man. Thanks. We're playing, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let me hold you. Let me hold you as a Luther sample, bro. Yeah. Like, y'all got to respect the music, bro. Yeah. Bow Wow gave us some shit. And without Bow Wow, you can't eat. Bow Wow opened the door for a lot of people. Yeah. There's no Chris Brown without Bow Wow. Mm-mm. There's no, uh, there's no, uh, soldier boy without Bow Bow Wow was the first time where you seen, like, we can put money into a young person mm-hmm. and make him a real star. Yeah. Cause outside of Bow Wow, who the fuck you had? B5? That didn't count. They didn't come I mean, until you, after you that. Yeah, Bow Wow. You had Romeo. You nah. Had nah, Romeo don't count. Romeo, Romeo I mean, don't count. What you mean don't count? Because the, Romeo was Master P. What you, what you mean? Romeo was. And he was, he was nowhere. Romeo put, had a couple put, you, songs. You put money in Romeo just like you put money in the Bow but, Wow. Nah, yeah, but, but it's different. It, yeah. It's Master P money into Romeo. Master P at that time ain't missing anyway. Romeo put, now, after you watch the documentary, you see if Romeo really. I was about to say, we seen the documentary. Yeah. Romeo is the money. So that's what I'm saying. Like, Bow Wow well, did it. Romeo I, did I, it. I just think it's different. B2K did I think, it. I think the, the fake rivalry of Bow Wow and Romeo. Game Romeo Roman. had his own Nickelodeon show, man. Romeo was doing it. It was just the time three or W was around at that time. I just think that it they wasn't was, that young though. No, no, I think what people don't realize is hip hop. Shout out hip hop, fifty years this year, right? Fifty years old. I'm thirty six, right? Yeah. So hip hop was already around about fifteen mm-hmm. years when I come on the scene. So now hip hop is teenage years. Mm-hmm. It's growing up with us. It was only natural for a Bow Wow to pop out of 3LW, B2K, all this stuff in the culture that just grew up with us. It's not happening now because they don't, there, there really isn't money in it the way you think there is. I just think that we were the culture. We were the wave. That's why it was so much money behind it. You get what I'm saying? Like yeah. we pushed our parents to buy that shit right yeah. now. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. they're not doing it on that scale no more. Like, yeah. They're yeah, not, yeah. It's yeah. like it's not even a consumable the same way. Well, like yeah, the biggest yeah. rappers they have for little kids now is Young Dylan and Lele. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's the only two. Shit, and the only yeah. reason why they're popping is because they have TV shows. Yeah. There's nothing about the albums and the music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you Bow, Bow Wow cemented in hip hop history. Like you're not gonna say hip hop without mentioning Bow Wow. Period. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, never gonna take that away from him, but But you right. I'm uh, I'm trying, Romeo. So how do you feel about that? Putting out trash ass music. No, not even trash music. It's serious. Everything sounded like everything repetitive, same tempo. It's just it's roll out the bed. Everybody can do that. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like that. And I I feel like now we getting and the reason and and now we finally getting to a point where I feel like now it's about to shift back into the real. Like, you really got to have talent. You really got to go. I think people are starting to get tired of it now. That's why you don't see nothing charting. Everything sound the same. Every girl want to get a bag, get a rich uh, spin the block. I'm sliding on the eye. Everything is sound the same. Ain't nobody doing nothing different. So it's time to shake the game up and get it back to what it need to get back to. And that's just the real essence of artistry and real good music. Like, that's going to last forever. Like, is there anybody that- I don't know. I, I, ain't heard, I ain't heard nothing that I say, I'm going to hear this. 30 years from now. Wow. Nothing. There's nobody. Nah, you can't I mean, Drake, Kendrick, and, and and I would say Cole. Other than that. He came back and gave you three. Nah, <laughs> <'cause>, 
I, 30 years from now, fuck nigga free gonna go off in the club. That's gonna be old school. Old school. <laughs> I'm about to say it's some Janae and like I guess some R and B shit, you know what I'm saying? But now, there, there there's some there's some music. Cause but fuck, fuck nigga free might might be enough to be bucked for the show. That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like it's, it's still gonna, I, I think what Bow Wow is saying is that yeah, all the music is sounding the same. We need that real element to come back where you know you're excited about music again. Like I'm not even excited about the like we talked about the movies. Yeah, it's just everything. Everything being consumed right now is repetitive, remixed, reheated. I think um, I think it's being it's being created for the sale and not created for the art. I think back in the day we was creating for the art and we were getting money for the art. Now we're getting paid for the sale, right? Uh, like old girl said on the red carpet, they interviewed uh, uh Janae did with Bosser. Shout out Janae. She interviewed uh Sexy Red. Mm. And then Sexy Red said, she said, when did you know there was a song? She was like, I knew immediately. All my people around me, they said, ah, this ain't it. It's too, it's too simple. She said, that's what they like. That simple shit. I'm in around pound town, pussy pink, booty hole brown. Man, that, that, that shit catchy. <laughs> that shit catchy. I ain't even gonna lie. Bro, but, I ain't even gonna lie. I heard my girl getting, listening to it, getting ready the other day, and I ain't gonna lie for like three days straight. I was like, I'm out of town, thugging with my rounds. <laughs> nah, my girl can't get ready to that shit. <laughs> nah, nah, shout out to you can't get ready to Glorilla. Can't get ready to Sexy Red. My girl gotta get ready to goddamn what Shade? <laughs> yeah, Tasha Kyle, Lisa Keys, goddamn Lisa Keys, goddamn Kirk Franklin, God Kirk Franklin, Franklin. <laughs> no. get ready for that date. Put on that Kirk Franklin because later on <laughs> I'm gonna hit you with that Luther. <laughs> later on I'm gonna stomp your ass. <laughs> nah, that uh, that's sexy red, mm. dog. Like I said, I think this music that's gonna be here in 30 years is just every. Because everything's so digital now, I yeah. think the numbers are fake. That's why we got so much repetitive fake music. Because back in the day, an album would drop. You had to People would have to go to the store. So if you mm-hmm. see a million albums sold, they was that really was a, a million. million people that touched it. Now mm-hmm. I can go in the back end of my social media and and change the number to a million views. Yeah, you know you what I'm saying. Yeah. If you build, if you if anybody has built a social media app before, you can manipulate. Anything on the front of those numbers. Oh damn, that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? It's a whole dude on YouTube. That's what he does. He builds fake apps and kind of gets chicks because it's like he'll go live and on the fake app it'll have like a hundred k people are watching right now. So that girl will go from like not giving him no play to like, oh, oh who who are you? Bitch, the app fake. Like he he <laughs> he made it. He coded it. Oh, so wow. because of that. We think that, oh, well, this song charts or, oh, this artist is doing good. They're really not. The, right. the label owns Spotify. You know what I'm saying? Right, they can right, manipulate right. the numbers. Nobody, like, how do you know how many downloads is on the phone? Hell, I got about 25 emails attached to one phone right now. You know what I'm saying? So how yeah. do you know each email is a person? Sure. The average person has three, four, five emails. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So all these numbers are just fake, Right. Now the real is coming back because they start noticing, damn, these people ain't coming to the concerts. These right. people ain't going to the movies. These people not even streaming the music that much. These people not even paying for it no more. They're they're finding it for free. Damn, these people rather pay 
a Patreon subscription to a, a lower end podcast for five dollars a month before they come pay us twenty five dollars for a ticket. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because y'all not providing nothing new, nothing original. Meanwhile, this podcast is providing everything that that person needs. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And it brings me to that point. I I, I should have said it. I'm going to just drop this point. Watch that I'm a Virgo. If y'all haven't seen that, we, want, we need to talk about that on Sunday. What's that? So it's a new show by Boots Riley. It's on um, Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Boots Riley's the same black guy that did, um, uh, damn, what's the name of that movie? The movie where... Uh, Lakeith Stanfield, Lakeith Stanfield changes his voice. He talks like a white guy. Oh, okay, 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 okay. okay. Uh, uh, and they was mil- and they was turning them into horses at the end and shit, yeah, yeah, right? Spoiler yeah, yeah. alert. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, if you ain't Sorry, seen that movie by so, now, <laughs> not but not niggas having yeah. because really? it's so, because it's so out. And it's it's out. You know, you, you saw how that movie was. Yeah. Like they'll be in here, and then all of a sudden the, the rooms will change. Everybody seems like they got some type of yeah, psychedelic yeah. powers uh-huh. or some shit. But they gave him a series. Sorry and to bother you. Sorry to bother you. Yeah, I just mm-hmm. looked at mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry to bother you. Uh, and he had a new show called I'm a Virgo. And bro, when I say it's so fucking original, mm-hmm. so black, mm-hmm. sci-fi. Uh, even oh, it's sci-fi of, too. Sci- sci-fi, because this nigga's a giant. You seen it? So the commercial is basically, it's a black boy. He's a giant. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a legit giant. 18 mm-hmm. feet tall. Uh-huh. Right? Um, without spoiling too much into it. Boost Riley, he always goes deep, right? Mm-hmm. So you think he's just a big nigga? Mm-hmm. Nah, it's like uh, it's one episode where they kind of break him, break down to him how society has been treating giants, quote unquote, mm-hmm. and how they treated them in the past. And every millennium, there are extremely tall people, mm-hmm. and use a big black nigga, so mm-hmm. you know they're gonna be scared of you. Right, 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 right. You know right. what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And um, just just seeing how they prepped them, I don't want to spoil it because I want y'all to see it so we could deep dive on it. Is the whole is the whole series the whole series out? is out? Oh, yes, and I just know those. that this is a big black giant boy being raised by revolutionaries. Oh, which fuck. one of them is Mike Epps? So that nigga's funny. That nigga's funny. So uh, it, like I said, that's an original show. Mm-hmm. And I watched that and I walked away from that feeling like, damn, I I used to feel like this at least once a week on Netflix. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, something yeah. would drop at, I, at least twice a month. I know? think the consumption rate is different. It's faster. So like that pushes people to have to create the content faster. So in order to push it out fast, you don't necessarily have the time mm-hmm. as a creator to think of something all the way original because your people are like, feed me, feed me, feed me. And if you don't feed them by the third, feed me, they're all, you've now lost the momentum that you have. But the thing is, are you an artist or not? Because J. Cole figured out how to do that. Kendrick has figured out how to do that. And even Drake, with the heavy consumption that the people have, has still figured out how to stay in the forefront, be a little original, and, and carry some waves um, yeah, consistently. I think... I think- I think I agree with him. No, I do I definitely agree. Yeah, I, I agree with him, and and I also think creative media is different from music in the sense of if I'm an artist, it's on me, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's my process, right? But like, if I'm creating like TV, movie, shit like that, mm-hmm. that's I'm involving other actors, I'm involving crew, like sure. it's, it's a lot of other shit to organize. Instead of it just me and forty going into the studio, right, 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 creating what the fuck we want to create. Right. So I think it's I think different arts require different level of participation. So I agree. The consumption is I think the consumption demand 
is requiring people to put out shit. That's why people who are not on, who look like they are in their own lane and they're not being forced to do shit. Mm-hmm. People like Donald Glover, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Winning. he just take your money and he going to create what he want to create, how mm-hmm. he want to create it. Mm-hmm. And I really want to see that from Issa, right? I feel like Issa took her time with Insecure because it was from the average weird black girl, whatever. Mm-hmm. She already had the concept and she took her time and she made it fucking great. Mm-hmm. But I don't want her to get this money and feel like she's forced to just put out content because they paying her to make content. I, I, I want her to make Issa Rae content, which is typically great content. Well, well, you know, like that Issa Rae, that insecure, fantastic show, one of my favorite shows. It, it, I think like your first body of work is the equivalent to like niggas first album. Like your whole, your, your first album is your whole entire life until you record that. And so like, it's kind of when your life starts moving fast, it's hard to grasp those moments to get that creative, that creativity to spark that greatness again. Like, like even why it's a lot of one hit wonders. Sometimes, sometimes your body of work can outgrow you yeah, before you can grow and keep up with it. Let me it. tell you what. I only mean I know that shit true because before I even release something, and we always talk about this, Keith, like, I'm always looking at, all right, if I release, like, a piece of content, what does it look like if I'm doing it this time next year? And mm-hmm. if you can't see it from the beginning, you probably going to run out. Because yeah, half yeah, yeah. of sure, what sure, you sure, already sure. see not going to be good enough to release. Sure, 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 so sure. So, you know, one thing I am proud about, even with this podcast, like, right, if you go back, like, you see Keith just go back and see what we listen to then or talking about then. Mm-hmm. Ain't too many episodes are like, oh, that sounds like this episode. And that's all of this shit has always been a different twist, a different vibe, a different conversation. Mm-hmm. And, and we recently kind of pivoted to this current event culture. Yeah. Before we would come in with just on a topic mm-hmm. and give you a banger hour on this one topic mm-hmm. based off of this one event or based off of this one experience. Mm-hmm. So we just start doing this shit. What we doing now? Okay, and that's just because again trying to uh, put the thought process out there. Like a lot of people look at things differently than we look at it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people looked at uh, Lizzo when she was. Uh, going in and everybody talking about big girls. We took that time to do a BBW Appreciation Day. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I'm saying. We always just gonna take a different spin on it. Podcasting mm-hmm. is like TikTok sounds. You see these trending sounds and everybody got the same sound, but they doing it different. Okay, sure, sure. That's sure. what podcasting is. Okay. We all got the same fucking topics. Okay, but who's gonna your who, perspective on whose spin on it gonna sound the best? Okay, that's what that's what this shit mm-hmm. is. That's all. So. Uh, speaking of uh, hip hop, though, one thing I do like about hip hop, though, is like I feel like the old heads are the ones keeping the originality alive, though. You know what I'm saying? Keeping that spirit of hip hop alive, like those old, these new Nas albums. Yeah, I mean, they've been dropping, they've been heat. Yeah, um, the Royster Five Nine. Oh. You know what I'm saying? He's still out here. Bars. We played, uh, we played that uh, some of that project. From a hit boy and his dad mm-hmm. just got out of jail. Mm-hmm. Um, and now shoot, Jim Jones, like Jim Jones, as even as an older rapper, I ain't even know he could spit it. like that. Oh no, he, he been spitting. He been spitting. Shit, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> 
ain't gonna lie, I'm kind of disappointed, nigga. But listen here, before you, before you drop that, well, before you drop this shit, let, let me give you some inspiration, cause you lacking, homie. Uh. That shit was trash, we gon' let them get a do-over. They got you gas, you must think that you the new hover. You're a 4.0, nigga, I jumped in a new rover. Your brother still jumping in bed and you tell him move over. These two roach niggas don't know what they're doing, no raid. Kanye gave you whips, but that's what they do to the slaves. I'm trying to act bad, but we ain't doing charades. I really have bombs on the block, it's like I threw a grenade. Don't got no time to be concerned with no watch you got. You never been uptown, but I work up by the poppy spot. Trying to get illusions when you run up in the hockey spot. My 5,000 bottles, you turn around and get a choppy chop. I spent 500,000 down in Mazda spot. I got a half a million car with the bras on top. And fuck their flowers, we got roses with the stars on top. I make a toast with my jewels like the Mazda top. My name is my name, but they ain't screaming yet. They talking about the rapper Kane, but we ain't seen it yet. We got the switches on that bitches, your whole team get wet. Let me chill, cause I don't wanna get my team upset. The only beef you know, niggas, always on the Big Mac. <laughs> that nigga snapping. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he that did. nigga said the only beef he knows is that Arby's or that Big, Big Mac. Mac. Yeah, facts. <laughs> Damn. Now that 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 was some heat though. That was some heat. How did the beef start? Well, I Are they on the same track? Nah, he just took his track to rap on. <laughs> I love the baby. You run from the spirit of repossession. Too much enamel covers your necklace. I buy bitches, you buy them sections. You buy watches, I buy collections. Misery's fueling your aggression. Jealousy's turned into obsession. Reality TV is mud wrestling. Some sign checks I know better than. Beware of my name that there's delicate. You know I know where you're delicate. Crush you to pieces, I hum a breath of it. I will close your heaven for the hell of it. You think it be so, so like them, they, they, they're sparring. So it came from um, Jim Jones was doing some interview with somebody, and they were asking him to like rank some rappers, and they asked him about Pusha T, and he was saying Pusha just you know didn't. Um, didn't really rank for him because nobody cares for Pusher. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's really coming here for Pusher. And um, he kind of pro- was promoting Drake. You know what I'm saying? Because he's the GOAT. Well, he, he is the GOAT, but then some people also well, feel well, like... Because Drake gave them a nod. Yeah. You know, a lot of people say since Drake brought them on stage, now they just heavy on Drake dick like that. That's what a lot of people say. I remember... Uh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so that's... So that's... That's where it came from, basically. Basically. So uh they just they just going back and forth. They just going back and forth from that. Yeah, he was on Joe Budden podcast like a spicy. Yeah, I mean, cause Pusha T was like, look, you're not gonna, you know, just try to play me like I'm not a top rapper. Now Jim Jones was talking spicy on Joe Budden podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're talking about afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, but that nigga, that's said, that nigga said, Who gonna spend the block for him? He ain't got nobody. He said, For real? <laughs> <laughs> He said, Jay Z. Man, he was like, he was like, not even, not even, not even on that street shit. Cause, but y'all know I can do that. I ain't, cause we ain't on that street shit. He mm-hmm. said, lyrically, who gonna spend the block for him? Like, he was saying, who gonna come out and do a but track? about joking things like that. But I mean, it's like, it, it is what it is, man. Like, we're not gonna sit up here and go back and forth about it. I don't really care. I don't, do you know, can, can you tell me, can you sing along the five Pusha T records right now? His records. Yes. His records? Yeah. Name I love Pusher. Nostalgia. Oh, you was a Pusher T fan. You like, know, you know. One, I didn't know he had fans like no. that. Can you name five Pusher T records? No, <laughs> his records. 
No, can you no? But can you rap you to know, five? Push, I'm, I, can, I, I can't rap five. No, All right, can you can you rap to but five? Also, wait, wait, wait. Can you rap? If I push a T, if I push a T records, not the records he's featured on. If I push a T records came on right now, could you rap them? You could rap five push a T records. Yeah. Could you? Could you? <laughs> wait. Could you rap five push a T records right now if they started playing? You point to the white camera, boy. Well, you could you rap could, them, like the hook? Like, just, like, could like, you sing them? Verse for yeah, verse, they came on like certain joints. Like no, 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 not certain. No, I'm saying because you rap. Uh, all right, could yeah. you rap five J verses if they came? Could oh, absolutely. You, could on. you rap with five Drake verses if they came on? Nah, you, you lying. But I'm not, I've never been a big. I've never been a big Drake fan. You're lying because you work at radio. If five Drake records came on right now, <laughs> you would be rapping rap them huh? because they play on the radio all day. So that's so that's where it stem from. And push, and you know, Pusha got this thing with Drake, and you know, Pusha like you're not gonna be, you're not gonna just mention me like I'm a chump. Just point blank, period. Right. So he came out, dropped a little something, a little, little teaser, and Jim Jones came out on his head. And, you know, uh, I, I, knowing Jim and the savvy businessman that he is, Jim looking at this like, oh, it's a lick. Like, yeah, nigga, facts. Because he just came out with season uh, seven of that drip shit he do with Revolt. He's been dropping products ever since then. So, like. Might as well. Yeah. He's, he's, Ride the way. I wouldn't be surprised if Jim Jones drops a whole album Splash. at the end of the month. Just, yeah. just off of take, this Just take advantage of it. Yeah, just take advantage. Because Jim Jones knows how to work the system like that. And then it's not no real street beef. Nah. It's just talking shit, rap beef. You Which know I saying? like. Yeah. Which I can appreciate. But, and that's what I don't, that's what I hate about the new niggas is that. They got to take it to a whole nother level every time. Well, zero, you know, it's zero, yeah, it's zero or 100. It's either mm-hmm. you don't say shit like you meet Mill versus Drake or you going out here, you trying to shoot motherfuckers up like you King Von. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no in between where it's just like, oh, I heard that. And let me, you know, like, I don't hear like Lil Russell going against, you know, like a symbol or some shit like that. Like, you know, just sparring verbally. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, J. Cole, Kendrick, and Drake, them niggas is too friendly. I feel like Kendrick be jabbing at Drake every now and then, but mm-hmm. Drake won't just swing on him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, J. Cole tried to come for Kanye. No, he did come for Kanye. Yeah. I mean, he did. He, 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 what did he say? Yeah, he did the whole song, like uh, the idol song. Yeah. Oh, oh, that was him. That was yeah. Oh, that was all. That was. I'm all not, I don't. I don't really listen to Cole like that. I'm not saying that I don't appreciate his talent. I don't it's either, not, but I just know I listen. You know, when you talk about Kanye, I want to hear. Yeah, but Cole. I mean, because because Cole is almost like the closest one to, especially if you went to school. Cole is like, like you glorified Kanye because he was a dropout. Cole is like the next level dropout. Uh, it's like, okay, okay. You know, okay. you know, you're going to school for something. I just dropped out because I want to pursue my dreams, and like I still was a college boy. Okay, Kanye almost sounds as if like he prided himself on not trying to be in the system and none of that shit. Like J Cole is a young nigga that tried to figure out the whole time. Like he came up during CDs mm-hmm. and he lasted till now. Right, mm-hmm. ain't too many niggas that could say they did that, and he was a young nigga doing that. Under Jay Z, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, you know, I don't know who's gonna take their spot, but right now I feel like hip hop's still gonna be okay because we still have some OGs in the game. Um, Busta Rhymes, he just got his award. We talked about that last pod. He's still doing it. Jada Kiss is still out here. Like, it's still some rappers out here. You know what I'm saying? Who so, you listening to? 
You know, I'm listening to old school shit, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, Isley Brothers, they gave us a trick off album. You know what I'm saying? Listening to that. Uh, <laughs> my boy Smokey Robinson gave us gasms. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, them niggas still giving us music, bro. Yeah, they took that video down. For real? Yeah. Damn. <laughs> That's crazy. I should download this shit. Damn. Uh, but yeah, yeah, uh, Smokey Robinson gave us the Gasm album. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now it's a, uh, it's it's like a new young nigga uh, that be, that's been trending on TikTok lately, and all he raps about is like, uh, you know, metaphysical Egyptian, just like 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 what is this nigga? Savages. Then we was Native Americans. Then they changed our name to color. Then we was Negroes. Then we was boys. Now niggas telling me what's up, my brother. Then we was N I double G E R. Identity crisis take me to the E R. Third eye open so now I can see. Why y'all changing our name? What y'all think I'm a retard? Now we is black, African American. Some of these niggas they call themselves Moors. Now we is Hebrews. We the real Jews. I don't know who the fuck I am anymore. They calling us Coon and Uncle Tom. Thinking I'm Israelite, saying Shalom. Am I a slave that came out of Africa? Or am I an Indian? Was I just Am I a Christian? Am I a Muslim? Or am I Yoruba? Should I do voodoo? Those are my ancestors. Nah, that's witchcraft. If you was me, then what the fuck would you do? What is my name? Why y'all keep changing it? Probably cause y'all don't want to give reparations. Comment and please tell me what my name is. Cause it seemed like the whole world really hate us. Be First careful. we got raw, huh? Then we got Anubis. Yeah. Protected other dead. Jacko, hey, you know he ruthless. Then we got ISIS. Ice. Then we got Horus. Like Head of a hawk up in the sky. He be soaring. Then they got Osiris. Damn. Then we got my eye. Damn. So Beck is a crocodile. He tearing niggas up. If your love life fucked up, get Damiano. Your relationship bad, this gon' fix all the problems. This makes you more intimate, fills you with passion. If you feelin' ugly, this makes you attractive. If you're a man, this will boost your testosterone. Fuck being weak, this removes all that extra. This makes the world better, cause we need some stronger men. Get Damiano, this an ancient supplement. This also help girls recover from period. It helps with anxiety, it helps with depression. Open your chakras. Nigga, this nigga's like... <laughs> If like you it. remember your dream, sometimes you can tell the future. Where you based out of? Niggas from South Carolina, man. Shout out, niggas from Charleston. You know, I'll be because I be searching for like shit, yeah. and I don't know how I popped up on my algorithm, and I just been listening to. Them. I'm like, damn, this young nigga is like. If you want to lose a dream better, you got to get that stellar. And it's all natural ingredients, they help astral projectors. Our kids is the cool for the discount, fam, I got Be you. conscious in your dreams, and if you cannot sleep, then this is for you. He got a lyric video? Yeah, all this is all this is a lyric video. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know you released DMT while you sleep. I thought uh. I thought it just was when you was getting ready to die. Oh, uh, no, nah, you you never uh, lucid dream before? Like, you, you talking about? You, but you I've done DMT, but, but I've so never. You ne- but you never, like, on your own lucid dream, like. Nigga, I don't regular dream. What, What's a lucid dream? So lucid what dream. Dream? So, nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> lucid dream is almost like um, you're you're kind of consciously dreaming, and it's, it's almost it happens a lot of times when you're in that phase of like you've been up for a long time, mm-hmm. and you need to go to sleep, but you can't go to sleep, and you in that weird phase of like, damn, did I am I sleep or am I up? Mm-hmm. Like type mm-hmm. of type of mm-hmm. middle. Middle part it's mean? probably that's, where daydreaming came from. I mean, yeah, because that's pretty much what it is. Like you daydreaming, yeah, and that's and that's what a lot of it do be. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like if you fall asleep real quick and that DMT releases, and then depending on how tired you are, mm-hmm. a big blast of release, then you kind of still up, and then that gives you this 
warped, almost mm-hmm. many many psychedelic mm-hmm. feeling in a sense. No, no I've never yeah. I've never lucid. I, I, okay, let me rephrase that. I can't say that I. Oh, you know what? Three t- Tuesdays ago, I lucid dreamed. Yeah. Like you know, I, if I've done it, I wasn't aware of it. But I can't really knowing after that description. No, I can tell you about my time on DMT though. Shit's wild. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. DMT is like a lucid. Like it's psychedelic. Like yeah, it's psychedelic as hell. Like, Man. and it's quick. <laughs> You're not there. Like, I didn't, when I did it, I literally, I hit it, set back, and then I was gone. And then at the end of the high, it was like I was thrown back on the couch. Would you introduce psychedelics to your kids? <laughs> at the right age, hell yeah. When we said we wanted to bring them to the table, I was like, well, what do you want to talk about? He said, mushrooms. Yeah. Yeah. The magic kind, of course. Yeah. Jaden Smith joins his mom, Jada Pinkett Smith, and grandma. I hate when I got down. <laughs> get the wrong goddamn yeah. one. Uh, I, I brought that. Craig brought it up because, you know, he was interviewed. He was saying how his mom, she was the first one doing the psychedelic. I guess she was, he, he described it like she was the first one. Mm-hmm. She, like she was just in the house all the time, really. And then she introduced it to them. He didn't talk about it. I don't know if he brought up the age of when he introduced it, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, I brought them. He said, back, "Right, which yeah. I did that too." Um, which that is not successful for so many not, people, and that's the thing. So for me, I had struggled with depression for so long. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean crippling depression so the thing about the plant medicine is that not only does it help you feel better but it it helps you solve the problems of how you got there in the first place Mm -hmm. as for Jaden, she says so i mean how do you feel about that jada did mushrooms introduce to her children i mean i'm for as long as they of age but what's of age though are you talking about Jewish of age? Or are you talking about like I'm talking about no, I'm talking about I'm talking about the chemical composition, like to be told. Twenty-five. Boom. Okay. Okay. I well, yeah, I know my answer. Yeah. yeah. I mean you're not, but like it's 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 different levels of it. Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's not about just getting high. It's like it, she said, no. it's, it's that depression shit. Like some people really take it for the depression. You you it's called microdosing. And microdosing it when you microdose something is so you can get the effect without the high. The high is not necessarily the effect. So what you get in the you microdosing, you go off the couch, right? No, no, no. That's DMT. That's something different. Okay, so, that's different. So what is this doing? So like it 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 opens up like your intellect and kind of takes away your inhibitions. But mentally, though, so like when you when you get your right microdose amount, you start processing things for what it actually is, not what you want them to be, or not what you assume they should be. And you're able. It's like you. It's like a. It's like a very. And you still yeah. high, like yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong, you high, yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah. Joe, Joe, trying to be out there <laughs> not physical with you. It's not like smoking weed, weed high. yeah, yeah. It's, it's not, not like being drunk yeah. high. It's not like being cocaine high. You're more, you're really high. more in control than any of those. Like you, like you are in control. Well, still, I wouldn't say that either. You still high because you don't know. So I've seen people not be in control. Well that, well, that, well, that, that's when, well, that's when you, that's when you, when you have overserved yourself. 
You have to you have to know your right dose. It's no different from like you know for a fact if you have more than these amount of shots or these amount of drinks, it's not going to go well for you. It's the same premise. You know, you might have a shot or a drink just to loosen up a little bit. It's the same. It's the same thing. You have to dose yourself. Are, are you just trying to say you're against psychedelics? That's why you want to introduce it to your kid. That's what you're trying to say. Yeah, it's, I ain't it's, it's, none of that in my kid. Isn't nothing. It? Liquor. Nothing. Nah, I mean, he don't do it. So you yeah, want to introduce do it. But what I'm saying is you wouldn't give them medicine. That's what I'm asking. Asking you. That medicine? Yeah. Nah. Like, you know how, you know, your grandma used to have the aloe vera plant. You cut yourself. She go outside. She break it. Put the little gel on there. Mm. It's, My grandma didn't do that. Your grandma didn't grow no herbs. Nope. Nigga, you from Monroe. <laughs> I know. Well, I that, know. That grandma died oh, before I was young. Okay. But I she that. didn't do that I, either. I, that. I know she did. If I, if I talk to your mom, I know there are certain herbs and plants, something that your grandma kept around the house. That was like like some time. Best, my, garlic, my, my granddaddy did the you yellow know, root. The yellow root too. There you go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The the um onions in your shoes. Uh-huh. You know what I'm but saying? But you weren't getting high work. for the yellow root tea. It was just nasty. It's a different experience. High is subjective though. Yeah. Nah, you weren't getting high at all. It was just nasty. So when you drunk you've never drunk a chamomile calming tea. A tea that calms you as you drink it. No. You know what? Let's tie it all in. When Troy was here, y'all dig through the crates. He talked about your body chemistry and how you can do different mudras and stuff to like enhance your chemistry, change your chemistry. Same shit with the Mm -hmm. plants. It's just adding something to your chemistry, taking away from your chemistry, Mm -hmm. opening up things from your chemistry. Like uh, Jada said, a lot of people who suffer from depression, they use it. You know what I'm saying? Especially like with the mushrooms. I see a lot of people talk about the, the, uh, you know, the mushrooms, mushrooms. And, the, and the things on the form of depression and medicine. But for the most part, I be seeing they do that shit recreationally. Like, they trying to go somewhere. You, mushrooms, you don't see mushrooms done too recreationally. Not 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 psychedelics. Ooh. Psychedelics, you don't see recreational? I've mm. seen niggas say, man, oh shit, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to fuck with these shrooms. I'm on these shrooms with these hoes. What the yeah. fuck is that? That don't mean that they just getting. That means they can still be doing something on a psychedelic level, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like if you want to get high with a hoe, that's with weed. But yeah. psychedelics with a hoe, that's I a different. Just was talking to a nigga the other day and said, "Yeah, you bitch." Well, just because just because they do it wrong doesn't mean that that's the way that that's the sole reason. I'm just, I, I'm they just, just doing it for the wrong reason. And what I'm saying, that's what I've seen. I ain't been, I ain't seen nobody. Oh, this is my medicine. It makes me better. Well, that's, that, I ain't gonna lie. Any person I've talked to about the mushrooms and shit has been taken as like a medicine thing. Like, mm-hmm. even when I take it, I won't even. I've never seen it. Like, like a good example of what the mushrooms do, right? She said it herself, and Joe kind of said it too. It helps you kind of like analyze and look at things differently, right? Mm-hmm. When I'm in a, I actually don't like doing mushrooms when I'm in a low state. No. Because I know exactly how I got here. So I'm not trying to beat myself up even more. Like, where I'm at right now, I wouldn't take no much because I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'll be beating myself up. Now, when I'm feeling better, I'll take it then to, like, look at something differently. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm trying to tackle a problem. I'm trying to solve something within myself. And a lot of the times, what it really does, it kind of produces chemicals that I feel like we had that that, that have been calcified in our system, like yeah. our pineal game. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? Again, I'm the wrong person to have a conversation with because I don't want to alter shit. I don't want to. You just not. I, I just think that's because you haven't gotten deep in your religion yet. I think as you go deeper in your religion, it'll bring you to psychedelics. Again, mm-hmm. I don't want to alter shit. No, I'm saying you don't, but you're so. Re- I hey, know how you are about your spirituality and your religious, being religious. If you dive deeper into that, the type of person that you are is going to lead you to psychedelics. And what I'm telling you, that's my limit. I just know me. I know me. I don't want that shit. I don't want to know. I don't. Nah. Oh, and then if that's the case, if you're scared to open up, then that. Yeah. yeah. But you're, you're definitely. You're the, I, I, when, the first time I did it, I had to. I planned out the next five years of my life while being high on it, if you want to call it high. For sure. Yeah, sure. You ever watch the movie Limitless? Yep. Nah, it ain't that good. Get, 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 get. And this right here. And this right here, people. This is why I don't fuck with none of this shit. Because I'm talking to two niggas about the same thing. This one nigga over here. Oh, you're not high at all. But you remember Limitless? You know what I do remember Limitless? All them niggas were bleeding out and about to die. <laughs> that, 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 that was because that was a synthetic drug. That was a synthetic so drug. So what I'm saying is, I'm straight. If, bruh, I'm talking to God now. We're connected. You know what I'm saying? If I need him to get louder, I just get quieter. <laughs> like, okay. Like, like, the ancient oh. Egyptians definitely used psychedelics. Boom. Their psychedelic of, of choice was the blue water lily, which was uh, tinctured in, in wine. Bottles of this were found in the, the tomb of Tutankhamun, as a matter of fact. It induces a deeply altered state of consciousness and opens up visions and possibilities. It's all over ancient Egyptian art, and the Egyptologists tell you that they're holding those just to sniff the perfume. No, <laughs> they're not. They're venerating them for their effects on consciousness. Mm. And to which we should add that the ancient Egyptian tree of life was an acacia tree uh, mm. and its bark contains dimethyltryptamine the most right. powerful hallucinogen known to man man Ooh. what I'm telling you is all that shit sound good but I just gotta I just know me I know me because if I do do it why, why psychedelics are being so successful in healing people with with profound depression because what is profound depression depressed. otherwise that you're locked in a very narrow frame that you just can't escape from? And what psychedelics seem to do is they break that lock and they allow a kind of openness to come in and new, and new thoughts to come in. So it's, so it's not surprising that, that psychedelics revolutionized the ancient world. And I'm, I'm absolutely convinced that there isn't a religion in the world, and this is going to annoy a lot of people, that there isn't a religion in the world that didn't begin with experiences in altered states of consciousness. And when we talk about a lost civilization, I believe that that was a civilization that grew out of shamanism and to which, for which altered states of consciousness were fundamental. We've been taught to despise altered states of consciousness in our society today. We're supposed to just be alert problem solvers and not doing anything else. But it's out of altered states of consciousness that the real creativity comes. Oh, that sounds great. But we all got different roles. Like, this I'm, I'm going to let y'all be the psychedelics. You know what I'm saying? Like, for me, I just don't play with shit I might like. Oh, okay. What's we'll that? I did, that's what I said, nigga. <laughs> Lead with it. Shit. It's like, oh, shit, I might like it too much. Nah, anything, he, he, he said on the pod before. Anything I like too much, nigga, I do. For real. And there's nothing you can stop me from doing it. Period. 
There's nobody on this earth that can tell me what to do. So I don't play with certain shit. That's he said he's a badass kid. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just, I'm not gonna go to a world that I might want to stay in. Mm. Well, that's part of good adulting, right there. So I'm, I don't fuck with none of that shit. I wish I would have never went to the world of pussy. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck in that motherfucker. <laughs> I'm stuck in that bitch. Like, can I get that? Let's see what that is. Huh? Stuck in, <laughs> stuck in the world of country. He oh, uh oh. You put the light on. Oh, what up? The ISO key man in the building. <laughs> you dumbass said definitely oh. <laughs> I said, what's you... going on? Here? What's up, bro? Yeah, yeah, we still go. You good. Um, but yeah, so for me, if I like something too much, I just lock the fuck in on that shit, bro. So I can see me uh, really enjoying weed okay. and not knowing. And then I don't know how weed going to uh, affect me. I don't know if it's going to make me sleep. I don't know if it's going to make me up. I don't know if it's going to make me laugh. I don't even want to take the risk of it because whatever it make me and I like it, I'm going to keep doing, doing it. it. And I'm going to do it better than the nigga that told me how to do it. That's responsibility right there. Because two things. One, I have an obsessive uh, personality. Okay. Mm -hmm. Two, I don't mind spending money. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, with that being said, I ain't fucking with none of this shit. Well, that's fair. Because I don't see what it look like when I get on something that I really like. Mm. Can't get me off of it. That's fair. So... Mm. I, I believe that because uh, I didn't believe it until we started the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. Now this nigga's a, a podcaster. You can't even tell this nigga nothing. Man, I just, you got to know thyself. I'm, I will get addicted to something really quick. Damn. Like, and I seen it in New Orleans too. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. In that casino. Like, yeah. Like, I'm, I would have to vote against a casino ever coming to Atlanta. I love that shit. When I like, cause if, again, I used to hate the casino cause mm -hmm. I used to always go dare them go. And it's because I didn't, you know, slot machines. I didn't like it. So it would never, they got me when I got on that crap table. I love that shit. That's fair. Nigga, that crap table. I got up three hours early to go back to the casino before them niggas wanted to go to the airport. Damn. So they call me as where I'm at. I'm talking about I'm in my room. Lying. Like, I'm right, I'm at the table. <laughs> like, they hear it in the background. <laughs> I'm at the table. Like an addict, bro. <laughs> like, like an addict. Let me tell you about E. A nigga like me, man. <laughs> I'm not awesome, man. Be feeling like one of them ball playing niggas, you know. Like bird magic or something. Yeah, you know, a nigga got dough. A nigga could leave the league. Yeah. Nigga leave the table. Yeah. But if I leave, they still gonna love me. The fans still gonna love me, man. They still gonna love me back. The hoes still gonna love me, man. Man. So I that. I get love out here in Harlem, man. 
Coke on these streets, man. Hash, weed, heroin. As long as niggas is feeling it, a nigga like me can hustle it. Can hustle it, nigga. Damn. Uh, Shady Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I, I'm straight. So I don't give a fuck what they say, man. I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, I don't give a fuck what they say and they gonna nah, what I, it's gonna unlock, what it's gonna I don't want it. Yeah. I, I, I believe, I believe. I, I, I just think when it's when it comes to the children, I'm not against it. It just has to be you know your kid. Yeah. One. And then two, like, there is a you know, you, you have to be kind of responsible, mm-hmm. brain developed, like mm-hmm. man, I, fuck all that, man. Not for yeah. real, bro, because like the niggas I know who smoked when they were younger. Is totally different than the niggas I know who smoke when they're older. Like that brain development does do something to it. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie about that. So like something as big as a psychedelic, I wouldn't want to introduce it to him. Mm-mm. I don't trust nothing Jada doing, nigga. She fucking home with friends. Oh fuck that. That's fair. I mean, she wants y'all to go. Like, like you said about Bow Wow, wrong, <laughs> right message, wrong message. Yeah, definitely wrong message for me. Like this should should have been brought. I don't even know who a parent I like like that in the in the league, but I'm saying definitely ain't her. Hell nah. Well, if Kanye would have said her kids already weird, weird as it. Nah, Kanye can't do it either because we know he are. Yeah, mm. I've already said Kanye my slow cousin. I love that I can only talk about. No, oh, but true. I know he's slow. So I let him, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I know he off. So now nah, for me, I can't do it. You know what I'm saying? What I would love to do is, you know, that's why I say, man, my partner, I look for specific things in my partner, right? Sure. My partner has to have, and I would prefer her to have multiple degrees because mm-hmm. I don't have one. Mm-hmm. So when it's time for our kids to have that conversation, I want her to be able to mm-hmm. step in. And, you know, I can't. I know what the process of getting to college, but I want her to have a firsthand experience of this right. where I went. Hell, even potential legacy, right? Sure. Your mama went here, so I went here. You know? Sure. That, I want her to uh, obviously have that uh, uh, experience with the substance because, sure. you know, I'm a lot of my kids. I ain't going to tell them I ain't never smoked because they're they, they going to think I'm lame and they going to listen to me. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to tell them, like, yeah, nigga, you smoke. Your mama was, your grandma was on crap. <laughs> <laughs> that guy, damn. <laughs> I was too far. I came, I came from the streets. <laughs> I, I just think that, like, it's one of those things where. I think you want to have a conversation. I want to have a conversation. I want to be able to have any conversation with my kid, but, yeah, do that shit when you leave here. You can't do it. I don't yeah, even. I mean, this is a, uh, I haven't finished it, but it's a book I got. It's called Drug Use for Grownups. Mm. Right? And it's like, um, that's just for sure. <laughs> um, but now nah, what it talks about is just the war on drugs and how to be responsible and then having personal choice and how raising your children and personal choice will increase the chance of them making positive personal choices, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, anytime so you the talk, author of that book, there's a black dude. Oh, um, a nigga too? Yeah, yes. a nigga forgot his name. Tell you right yeah, now. I got to see his name. Uh, Carl, Carl Hart. Uh, yeah. He actually, he actually been on um, black dude named Carl. Well, you can't really trust no, he, him. He, he actually, he actually been on uh, Karen Hunter show. That's why I got, uh, found out about him from. So he actually had these conversations in full. And now nah, you can trust him because he's talking about the whole gamut of the drug use. And what he's saying is, and what is he calling a drug? Is he calling weed a drug? Yes, he's calling anything that alters your mind a drug. And what he's saying is that it should all be legal, and it should all be based on personal choice. 
and it should all be regulated almost like how you would do some medicine, right? So mm-hmm. you can give a you can give a baby some Tylenol at very low dosage, right? You as the parent know you can do that. You as the parent also can choose to not give your child no Tylenol, right? Like I remember I was growing up, my grandma didn't do the pills like that. Like if you had a headache, drink some water, eat some food, take your ass to sleep. You know right. what I'm saying? Like right. I'm not giving you a drug to make you feel better. So what he's saying is they're all drugs. Anything that you put in your body that's altering your state of mind, yeah. altering your body is a drug. The government, the way they see it fit, they put different drugs and different classifications uh-huh. to lock you up at different higher rates. And also to keep you trapped because imagine a society on psychedelics like it was in the 60s with like the hippie movement, right? Yeah, You get a society that's on psychedelics freely you now start challenging the government. You now start challenging the norms. Your mind starts breaking out of these constructs. You start looking at stuff like, that's why the 60s was all about free love, right? Because they're looking at each other and they're like, well, it's so easy to get past this race stuff, right? If we could just give y'all some reparations. Like, we were on a good trajectory during the civil rights. Let's give y'all some rights. Let's give y'all some pro. Now, let's, let's try to make things even. But if you take that away from the people, they don't have a choice to do that. You have a whole bunch of slaves. You know what I'm saying? You have a whole bunch of people that's stuck in monotony. I just think y'all romanticizing that shit. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Romanticizing what? The psychedelic experience. Of what it could be if everybody was doing it. I think y'all just romanticizing that shit. Mm-mm. Nah, it's... Oh, I guess I guess it's the same thing that Troy was saying when he was here. If everybody was able to get on some type of yogic practices, right? And then you start asking the question about the black people and what he, what was his response? Once you get to that level, there is no quote unquote race in a sense because they're all just one people. You, you reach that certain nirvana. But, but you, if, if we believe what Troy was saying, Troy, I'm saying you can unlock that without that. Exactly. And I'd rather go that route than to do that route. Different routes. No. Yeah. Same yeah. destination, different ways to get there. Yeah. So, but the route that Troy is talking about, the reason why it's different than the psychedelics is because you still have to be conscious almost like the whole time of like actively trying to figure this thing out. What psychedelics lets you do is to kind of remove yourself. Like that, that whole trip that he took with uh, Dave, them, he was gone for 13 hours. Say you don't got 13 hours out your day to take away to do all that. You know what I'm saying? You might just got an hour to microdose. Sean, you ever did a psychedelic? Yep. If you took it anything for a headache, it's the same thing. So gummy is a psychedelic? Yeah. That's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Huh. So like I said, but if you took an aspirin. I don't say yeah. That's what, but I'm saying I'm saying in general for the people like yeah. I because I know people who are like you against drugs but they'll take a BC powder. It's like same shit, bro. It's all drugs. You know what I'm saying? Bro, I don't. Bro. I don't think I don't took with that honey. It's <laughs> <laughs> shady Saturdays. <laughs> I, I gonna lie, that, dropped, that dropped me everything funny. Yeah, right, it's, Saturday. <laughs> it's, it's that ad lib. <laughs> oh, shit. But nah, hey, you know, more power to it. And, and the thing is, cool thing about me, I don't judge it. Mm-hmm. I don't judge nobody. Yeah, it. yeah. I'm just, you know, because I, when I do it, I'm going to be done on it. 
I just, none of y'all niggas gonna be able to save me. Everybody trying to help me tell me that what it is. Mm-hmm. None of y'all gonna be able to save me after I go there. Yeah, I mean, it's like doing yeah. some ayahuasca. I want to do that one good time. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. I'm not. I know I'm not ready to go to the motherfucking middle of the jungle and be gone for two weeks. And like, this is still a lot of money I need to make before I get there. You know what I'm saying? So like, that's a whole experience. And then after you do that, you know, it depends on where I'm at in life. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it depends on where I'm at in life because I don't want to do that and then go to some other shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause I, what I'm not, what I'm not with is doing all this psychedelic and being all this open, free and open mind. And then, Y'all can just come through and be fucking on my girl. Like, that's where that shit what? be leading. That, that's the other thing. I mean, that's what you want. Nigga. It's the, it's the, uh, it's Shady Saturday. <laughs> I, I done been around some niggas. I know who you want so to go. Fucked up. Like, if I wasn't a good dude, my whole life is in their hands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Them niggas just so fucking go. Like, man, fuck that. And see, and much as I love Keith, I don't even trust that nigga to do me good. Fuck that. I believe. I don't even think he's gonna do me wrong. I just don't think he's gonna lay my head on the pillow the way I want my fucking head laid on the pillow. You know what I'm saying? He ain't gonna got that. Like fuck that, nigga. Nah. Yeah, nobody would ever do it the way that you would do it. And I would, I would come on your bandwagon in the sense of it does have to be done responsibly because I don't like when I see people do this shit, you know, irresponsibly or just oh, oh, we like you said, I might just do these mushrooms to get high. Yeah, like well, damn, yeah. like what's the what's the experience of it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so fuck that man. Um, I don't even know how we got over Jada, you know what I'm saying? My power too. If you're gonna give it to your kids, you know what I'm saying? Just make sure they ain't got shit. If it would have made now, if it would have made Jada faithful, I think it would have <laughs> She was I, too open minded. I, I, I mean, I, I know I know for sure once you get to that level and all this shit be open, it gets to a point where you might as well just be fucking single. Could be together. I don't know. It just sounds like all the niggas be getting bored. When you get to that level, you get bored and you start doing weird shit. You know, weird shit look different. You got Jada weird. You got Diddy weird. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> niggas just start doing weird <laughs> shit when they get on that level. That's all I'm saying, man. Speaking of uh, weird shit, that's a perfect segue. Hey, I only want to talk about the facts. So, oh, this shit fucked I hope up. that you'll be willing to listen. Many years ago, I used to message my fans, uh, but not in a creepy way, like a lot of you are trying to suggest. It was more of a loser kind of way, where I was just trying to be besties with everybody. It's kind of like uh, when you go to like a family gathering, you know, and there's a weird aunt there who keeps coming up to you and going like, hey girl, what's the tea? And you're like, ugh. That's the um, that was me. But in group chats with my fans. It was weird. I've been sharing my life online for over 15 years. I've poured my heart out to you, and because of that, I feel like I'm talking to my friends. But in the beginning of my career, I didn't really understand that maybe there should be some boundaries there. There were times in the DMs when I would overshare details of my life, which was really weird of me. I haven't done that for years, you see, because I changed my behavior and I took accountability. <laughs> Whatever they said, she did. She, she did, did it. She <laughs> did it. She <laughs> fucking so, uh, did that. Kevin on stage reposted that. So apparently, uh, Colleen Bellinger, if y'all don't know who that is, uh, Miranda sings. Um, and y'all probably seen it. If y'all got kids, she's probably, y'all probably seen her show played on Netflix. It's the pale white girl with the big, uh, red lips. 
on um, kind of like a female version of Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, she's been accused of having inappropriate relationships with minor fans and grooming them. And um, I guess in the grooming, like she kind of admitted to in the video a little bit, it was DM conversations that got personal, that got, you know, a little, little bit too serious, you know, uh, with, with underage fans. And then if you got fans and you're growing with them, imagine, you know, being 14, 15, and then 14, 15, 16, 17, you're interacting with your favorite artist, and now you're 18. You're an adult. You know what I'm saying? Um, <clears throat> so they're saying this is a level of grooming. So when you say grooming, you mean like? Red, like red shirting, like what Tiger did with uh, Kylie Jenner. I mean, Kendall Jenner. Like, you know she's 16, you know she's 7. Like, you know, legit, you can't fuck her. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to fuck her because that'll be so like So, like, you're courting them. Grooming. You're grooming them because yeah, a grown yeah. man can't court a girl, so a young girl, so you're grooming them. But, yeah, it's it's grooming is courting between an older uh, person and a younger person, whether it's an older male, female, younger male, female. Getting them comfortable with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw Tiger do it. So by the time they old enough, it's like, ah. yeah, damn, that's crazy. I mean, it, it, the thing about it is, it's not uncommon in the culture, especially in there. Yeah, yeah, that shit. Long story short, you know, it's fucked up, man. Because this ain't gonna get the publicity that everything else gets at all, and it's like and she admitted to it. What, I want to live in a country where I feel comfortable can, can, enough. Can, can to, I be real with y'all? Like, uh-huh. y'all know one of the reasons why I started dating older for real, for real? Why? I mean, there's an attraction to older women. Uh-huh. But y'all got to realize, I started my nonprofit when I graduated high school, right? Uh-huh. I graduated high school. I started in high school. Uh-huh. So as soon as I graduated, I went back to high schools and middle schools and started mentoring. Uh-huh. So I'm like this young dude trying to mentor, like, you know, middle and high school students. And the little girls used to be looking at me, you know, you know when the little girl mm-hmm. like you and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Right, I ain't never even want to be no looked at on that shit. Mm-mm. So it's like, I like verbally really just start dating older just to be clear that, right, if you ever see me with a group of middle middle school students, right, ain't shit happening. Mm-hmm. But kind of shit like this, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's hard to be a genuine hearted person towards young people without some shit like this popping up. And it right. almost kind of like it, that stain splashes on everybody, whether we admit it or not. Yeah. It is, it splashes on everybody. So it's just, you know, shit like this is, is fucked up for somebody that used to work with young people for so long. And I know how, how uh, intentional I used to be mm-hmm. about never putting myself in position with any other young ladies, right? If I'm taking kids home, I would, she probably live, this dude probably live right here, mm-hmm. but I got to take her home first on this side of town. Right, 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 right. I t- you know what I'm saying? Cause Cause so I, it ain't no alone time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, bruh, sure, 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 like, sure. you just got to be so intentional with this shit. You know what I'm saying? So to see shit like this, man, it's. So you, so you saying you don't think that she could have accidentally did it at all? No, I think no, so, so, this so, came out. They don't uh, see messages. Yeah, they don't, so, they don't so already what, read. What she specifically was doing was talking about, like, you know, are you still a virgin? You know, what? Talking 
you know, about sexual positions. Yeah. Oh, you, oh, you got um, a boyfriend now? She she sent uh, pictures of her her panties to somebody, and then also did a, a child, child teen, and a child, and then um, she put a child's hand down her pants during the live performance, like on some like, you know how white people do them funny, nasty jokes. I guess a joke. Yeah, like it's supposed to be a joke. Really, um, but yeah, so you know it's touch her pussy as a joke. I guess so, you know, and then Twitter turned her up too. They was like, man, she's crazy. This will be just like a guy named R. Kelly putting on a mask, calling himself the Pied Piper of R&B. It, it is. <laughs> just openly admitting it. I, mean, um, I overshared? What? Yeah, and, and that's, and, and the thing, the, and the reason why she's doing it like this, because if you know about her, the, I, my, Kennedy used to watch the show, so you know what I'm saying? Like I mm-hmm. end up, you know, I, and I go on deep dives. I get obsessive like that. So I'm like, well, who is this? Anytime I see grown people mm-hmm. doing kitty shit like, yeah, 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 like yeah. Miss Rachel, you know, she's out there and she does like a thing. Uh there's Blippy, mm-hmm. there's Barney, mm-hmm. there's Pee Wee Herman. There's, right, 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 you know, right. There's so many young things, but then there's always always something underlined, like even with the Pee Wee Herman thing. Yeah. He uh-huh. got caught up. Uh-huh. You know, jacking off in the in the in public. What's mm-hmm. up? Barney. Yeah, I caught up. Well, I don't know if Barney had caught up, but he was like a tantric. You know, we talked about that tantric shit before. Yeah. So what's so, what's so crazy about uh, Miss <laughs> Rachel? I was watching all her YouTube's, and I was, I was like, man, damn, they better get paid. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Miss Rachel get paid, and I was looking at all the other pages like her, and I said, there is no black man doing this. There's one, see, there's one black guy doing it. <laughs> like no. you said, always come off just a little. It's too, it's too see, close. Look, no, I had, because it's also, the, we talked about this too earlier, right? The production level. I, had, it's a, a certain, I had a whole plan, y'all. Nah, I know you did. Don't, don't do it. And look, I, 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 even, I, I consulted with a teacher. Let me tell you. So I can, I can talk about it later. So. You gonna do like Mr. E fun time, story time? <laughs> There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, kids. <laughs> Hi, kids. Learning, learning with Mr. E. <laughs> so, so look, I had consulted with a teacher and everything. And I was like, look, you helped me write the lesson plans. I got the production. And then I was like, but what if the families find my other content? Would that affect me? Definitely will. Hell yeah. <laughs> no, no, you could be. You could be. Nah. You could nah. be for the whole family. Nah, <laughs> there's there's no. one content creator see, for nah, the whole see, family. Nah, I had see, no. this nigga talk about that shit like goddamn the psychedelic. You know, really high. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even, because, because even Miss Rachel, she does little funny, like adult level jokes where she's like, you know, you can't turn off being Miss Rachel and you're with your friends. Uh-huh. And they're like, at, they're sitting down at a coffee place and she's like, you know, pour it in, pour it in. Singing it like a kid would do. Mm-hmm. She does funny jokes like that. That's where she keeps it at. You know what I'm saying? You gotta like, say that. Like, and, and that's even, what, even even the white dude Blippy does that. But I also it's it's a it's a look too because the black guy that I'm talking about there might be a dude out there, but, but he's I, I he's heavy sh- he's heavy set. But I was about to shave yeah. my beard and everything. That's what I'm saying. You gonna shave your beard? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Oh, you locked it's, in. Bro. It's a look. It's a look. I you have a, a bit. You have to have a clean like all the white. Because think about Blues Clues. Yeah. You have to look like Steve. It's this, it's this little, uh, it's like clean face, a little, uh, a little short, a little, little small. Filipino, uh, Steve. Steve. They still call him Steve. Yeah, call I, Steve. I forgot his name. Uh, Josh. Josh. Yeah. Take that back. Yeah, Josh. Yeah. It's King Love Blues Clues. I was going to goddamn 
shave my beard, put my locks up in the ponytail that's like high like this. Hey, kids. <laughs> you can do but it. Look, you can do but look, I just knew my other content might be found or discovered, and then it's an issue. So, that's how they took Barney down. Like the dude that played Barney on the inside, he wasn't touching no kids at all. They just found out that he had a tantric uh, yoga studio, and he was doing tantric, and, you know, tantric. Oh, his, that's his, what happened. Yeah, his level I of... I thought he touched some kids. Nah, his level of tantric just involved him fucking, and they just wasn't with... <laughs> they just wasn't with all that... Because he... It's like the other uh, person that we know that do the yoga stuff. Right, right. Come off very, oh, just come get a session. Yo, man, that's what you're doing at the session. Because <laughs> he, he was gay, but he was giving women sessions. So, mm, okay. so I like, so yeah, really what we found on, we said we got to find somebody. But the issue with finding somebody, you then got to regulate day life. You know what I'm saying? Well, it has to be, it has to be like a teacher. It has to be in them. got to be somebody that do this. Like Walt, Walt I, could do it. Now nah, he can't do it for young kids. I'm looking. I'm trying to come specifically for oh, Miss Rachel's. Oh, okay, yeah, you have to Miss Rachel audience. I'm looking for a black male because scientifically, students respond better to black men teachers. You know what I'm saying? It's already been proven. Mm. So, like, if with my level of production, my teacher consultant. Matter of fact, episode zero zero. My teacher consultant. Um actually writing up lesson plans and then we looking for this star. Like, I promise you, I ain't even running by it, you. It, right? it has to be somebody who wants to, this, like, like the dude that plays Blippy. Yeah. That's his life. Right. That's it. You know so, what I'm saying? It has so to be. I was looking for some, like, I'm like, man, we're a black kindergarten teacher, like a black male kindergarten. And, and unfortunately, unfortunately, if you want to keep it a thousand percent, they don't need to be a gay dude. And I don't, oh, I'm no, not no, saying no, that disparagingly. Yeah. I'm just saying that in a sense of. I like, wouldn't even make it a gay dude. What I'm talking about, when I say a black man, I'm talking about not saying that you're not a black man if you're gay. I'm just saying. No, I'm, no, I'm saying it, a straight black man doing this content would go off it would pop. hard. But the issue is how many straight black men have a clean, has yeah. enough clean cut to them to pull that off. Like you have to catch them when they're young. You have to catch you like a. So, yeah. like, like somebody uh, like a Takori coming fr- fresh out not, of school. I can, no, I'm, I'm, you know what I'm saying? Not Takori. I'm saying somebody like that, like a young boy, clean background, clean cut, that wants to do something positive in the community. Like, it has to be a passion. It can't just be a check. Right. Like, they have to literally, like, how we do the podcast shit, and we're like, damn, how we do this? How we edit that? It needs to be somebody that's like, no, I need, I'm, I need blocks. I need this, I need that because I need this. Like the Blippy guy, I mm. like him because he goes to all the places and like interacts. Even to the point where some of the people, if you watch some of his original videos, I feel like he didn't even tell them what he was doing. He was just going to the grocery store and was like, hey kids, today we're at the grocery store. This is the apple. This is the banana. See, I uh, I, I ain't gonna lie, man. I know that what, what, what pissed me off, I know I'll be good at it. Because I'm great with kids. Like, I, I would be the man. The issue is the other side of it. Yeah, because what you're talking about is a content play. So these are people that will probably never, ever meet you in life. Yeah. It's like a Barney. Right. You know what I'm saying? These it would people, be a completely different page, completely different thing. And and the trust has to be there, too, because of, back to what we're saying, there's a, there's a level of access you get to my children that potentially could be groomed. Right? right. right. Like, right now, 
if Blippy walk in the room, Miss Rachel walk in the room, Blues Clues walk in the room, King going off. You know, Miss Tab. Miss Tab walk in the room, he's going off. Right. But it's like, out of, out of them four I just named, only one of them black woman. You know what I'm saying? Now, Tabitha, that's, she has a format that yeah. I think you could duplicate. So, because she's more of a show show. Miss Rachel and them just do, most Rachel and them are more like teachers. But, but like, you come to me every issue, day the issue and we're Tab, doing the same thing. The issue is, bro, I don't thought about Because, you know, Tab, Tab has other content, too. She bro, talks about her husband. But, and but look, I thought about He can't this. even be friends with uh, girls. I, I researched, I researched all of this shit, bro. Oh, my God. And I wasn't going to bring it to you because I feel like i just been bringing shit. Too much shit. So I'm like, <laughs> I was gonna build this shit in a we silo. Gonna, look, we gonna talk about it tomorrow. I was gonna, I, I wrote it all down. Like we gonna get it moved. <laughs> so, so I thought about the shit, but the issue with Tabitha, her shit is high level production, right? Yeah, it's a YouTube original. I can definitely recreate Miss Rachel, and I can do it better. I can definitely recreate all the other. This green screen, I don't send it to the editor and everything. This shit weak. But Miss Talitha, this shit animated like I'm talking about this shit it's, is it's, it's a full show. It's a full show. It's a full fucking show. But that's what but I'm saying, like Miss Talitha. She Tab. was like my proof of concept because, you know, I already told you, we got ho- we got wholesome, wholesome ratchetness. <laughs> like, it's a little it go there, but if you really think about what we saying, it ain't too far out the lines. Matter of fact, when I was talking to Dizzy today, shout out Dizzy. We ain't had like an hour long conversation. And I called him for motivation, and I didn't really get that. Um, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I called him. He said, "He said, E, I'm telling you, bro, you you're giving us positive content. That's not gonna work." <laughs> he said, "You got to be a Kevin Samuels. You got to be a uh Derek J. He said, "You need to be toxic. Just be toxic. Nobody cares about this positive content. It's not gonna work." Yeah, but I think if you listen. Hell, we get, I know last episode for sure, you got a level of toxicity. That nigga's like, so, but it's, it's shady Saturday. <laughs> exactly. But look, what I'm saying is, I was like, dang, you know, maybe if I did get discovered, I was doing the content, you know, I got the Miss Tab. I can, I can play it off like I'm Miss Tab, but that's what, it's funny you said that. Cause that whole shit came to my head. Like y'all, I think it could I work. Mean, learn, I mean, learning I, with Mr. Listen, e. Y'all, I, and then y'all know I used to be a teacher in my nigga. I had a whole plan. I didn't even know it went down like that because you know this is like a, a second wave of parenting for me. Right, my first set, they already they in middle school. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that was thirteen years ago. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, doing, it, they weren't doing it like this on no, YouTube and all that. Miss Rachel, bro, getting paid, bro. I, mean, I, I, I need to look at the damn views as we talking. I, I really think you can do it. I right. think you should sell it to the parents first, then the kids. But Miss Rachel is getting paid, and I was looking at all the other pages that I, I did a whole analysis. Four point eight four million subscribers, bro. And she only got she got less than two hundred videos. A hundred videos. A hundred videos. A hundred videos. A hundred highest viewed uh, video, and I know this one because we watch this one damn near every day too. 397 million views. 397 million views? Bruh, 100 fucking videos teaching kids how to fucking count. Come on, bro. I'm looking at her videos. And who you think Keith gonna let King listen to? Miss Rachel or Mr. E? Exactly. I'll be, I be putting that Tabitha on. Because a it's, lot of folks be mad where... that they only have Miss Rachel. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not well because there's a black girl, uh, Miranda. Uh, she's like I she's like her. blippy. Yeah, yeah I see she's her like the black version of it. But I feel like I feel like that's a, I feel like that's his girlfriend. Yeah, and she just was like, nigga, I'm about to make some of this money too because I know there's black people who don't want to because they got to a point where like King was like blippied out, and I'm just like, bro, I'm not. I, listen, I have my prejudice too a little bit. And I'm just like, bro, you're not gonna keep playing this little white man jumping around everywhere. Like, what the fuck is he even talking about? Like, right. what is he even? Nah, bro, you gotta switch it up. You know, see, at least with Miss Rachel, she was actually teaching real words. Um, and then with Miss Tab, you know, I just like Tabitha too, and she and she is that teacher, and she gives that off. But outside of that, he watches like uh, uh, animal type shit. You know, Paw Patrol, mm-hmm. uh, Blaze is like a little. A truck or whatever, mm-hmm. the black Spider Man, mm-hmm. you know, Miles, yeah. Miles Morales. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, see, yeah. see y'all, y'all got me hype again. And, and, I um, think you. I really. I ain't even trying to get you up. I think one, you can do it. It's a new one on uh, Disney, uh, Kamoji in the in the Ninja Warriors, and she come on like that. She, she's out there in, in Nigeria and they're speaking Swahili. Hello, welcome. <laughs> I, I, I swear, bro, like, I swear. I'm, I'm looking at all her videos, bro. It's only a hundred, bro. No, no, it's, it's Tuesday morning. No, no, it's it's a hundred <laughs> videos, right? But it's only six that have less than a million views, bro. I already did that analysis. That's so crazy. I done already did it. But she started this shit four years ago, bro. That ain't shit. Four years ain't shit. You know, black people faster. Yeah, that's fair. Oh yeah. Come that on. shit got 3.5 million Come views. Come on, man. Yeah. Come on, man. It's over with. I'm shaving my beard tonight. Look. <laughs> <laughs> it's over with. Fuck that shit. Won't you just line it up? Get a good line. Nah, it's just, I think when you take it all the way off, it gives you that. Yeah, but if we're going to do, but if we're going to do something that ain't never been done before, though. <laughs> you, you Listen, you're talking about millions of views, so like, Black people in Atlanta is a million black people, right? After that, it's gonna be white people. Cause see, the, the issue, the thing about what Ms. Rachel gets you at is, this is the learn, the uh, words, mm-hmm. speech therapy for kids. Everybody want their baby to speak. Mm-hmm. That's why her shit be getting a lot. Cause like, I used to click on the videos, and I'm like, this bitch ain't doing speech therapy. She's just talking mm-hmm. slowly. Bruh, I'm literally taking every video she did, I'm recreating every 100. There you go. Just my version. She is my lesson plan. There you go. Yeah. You should do it. Now, oh, no. I forgot. My bad. I forgot. Fuck all that, man. Shout out to Gracie's Corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gracie's yeah. Corner, that's a, black, that's a black dad and his daughter doing it up. But that's a cartoon. But it's still the same thing. Because I, I wouldn't want to put my daughter's face out there like it either. I would do the cartoon. Because she, she's young. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I get it. But I'm just saying. But that's that's the same same shit, though. Like that's they that's are a black killing. Guy. They, they killing. And then Snoop Dogg just launched his doggy world. He, you know, oh, and Snoop Dogg. Oh, fuck that! <laughs> I don't even smoke. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, what else we gotta put to get up out oh, of here, that, man? That, that was it. That was it. It's fucking shady Saturday. Hit my butt one. But uh, it's shady Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But now, um, hey, Joe, man, appreciate you for rocking with us, bro. No, 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 I appreciate you for having me. Thank you so much. Yeah, man, you, since you've been here, you don't promote, you don't, you don't suggest that I do the Psychedelic, suggest that I do the kids show. I mean, I appreciate your encouragement this whole show. Uh, it, when black men stick together, the world changes. 
<laughs> I like that one. That is funny. Hey man, um, shit, Doggy World ain't even got up there yet. He's just on three hundred ninety one. Yeah, cause don't, don't nobody believe Snoop. He just be doing anything. Now he got. I guess his first video he put out. He got about hey, seven million. See, views. We, we don't really talk. It's Shady Saturday. We talk about it. It's Shady Saturday. Like, Snoop is a hoe, man. He just be pimping himself out on everything. This nigga, he's the voice on this app. Um, now he's the wine over here. Now he got the cartoon. He cooking with this woman. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Man, this nigga is a... Affirmations are positive statements that help us to challenge and overcome when you're not feeling good and have negative thoughts. So repeat after me. Come on, everyone. There is no one better to be than myself. There is no one better than be Man, turn that shit off, man. Yeah, like, man, is a, he's literally. Bro, I ain't gonna lie. I've never played this shit before. <laughs> this is my first time seeing <laughs> Bro, this nigga, a hoe, I didn't man. know Snoop was doing. I would put, I would, listen. I would because I get so tired of Grace's Corner. I would definitely play that in the world. I, I fuck with Grace's Corner, but Snoop <laughs> literally puts his name on anything and everything, bro. No, you right. You're that, right hell, right. that nigga Snoop, the only celebrity on fan base. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga put his name on everything, bro. He a fucking hoe, dog. Oh my god, this nigga Snoop, like I just want this money, man. I don't care how it come. I'm gonna get the bag, but it's Shady Saturday. That's the only way I said that. Look, man. It's Shady Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's Shady. I gotta laugh. But look, it's Shady Saturday. Thank y'all for tuning in, man. We said this every week, man. We love y'all. We need y'all. But most importantly, we can't wait to see y'all next week. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Just Elders podcast. On what? It's Shady Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Tuning on the podcast, yeah. Real things, you know we gon' last, yeah. Kick it back, kick it back, kick it back.